There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the bang. Oh, I almost said the bang. I mean the gang, the posse, the cult. Girls, get ready. Sit yourselves down. Get your fan, your mister, your big box of Kleenex, big box of wipes, Swedish, and your lube, because he's here. Very famous one moment. Hello, ladies. Hello, girls. Women of all sorts. We really love the women uh, listeners here on the show. You really do. <laughs> Keep those cards and letters coming. And all the ships at sea, all the guys out there, welcome to the show. Love to be here. And in fact, love okay. to be anywhere. So You almost dug yourself a little hole there, and you get out of it really quick. Coco would be very proud of you. Uh, speaking of Coco, he's still off defending uh, the Hawaiian Islands, uh, Oahu to be specific, but he's going to be joining us soon. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to have another World War II trivia contest, and he's on board. Oh, good. Yeah. So Excellent. Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills, can you wait two more weeks? No, they can't. Okay. Uh, however, uh, our national correspondent is here down in, uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't. By God, Virginia. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's so boring, though. But I can't think of a new. I can't think of a new, you know, line every week. Flat tire, Virginia, West Virginia. Where are you, West Virginia? Swiss blade steel. West by God, Virginia. Yeah. Hillbilly, West Virginia. Hillbilly, West Virginia. That's it. It was on the tip of my tongue. At the best moonshine in the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I'm on uh, this side of the Mason-Dixon line now, so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you said you'd be, you'd, now, if, if now you had we're going to get a bunch of angry comments. Man, you said if you had to That's escape, right. it's not that far away. I, I know where these guys live. Just write me, and I'll let you know. Okay. 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 Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Take wow. it back. He turned pretty quick. Uh, also, keeping an eye on things is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. How are you? You know, Mac, I'm really doing great tonight. I, I, you know, got down here today, and I said. Something going to happen tonight, something really good. It just mm-hmm. got a tingling. Huh. And I do have to make my comment. I'm looking again at, uh, you know, our friend Switchy. Yes. And every week I notice, you know, he does amazing things with his apparatus there, whatever we want to call it. But I look quick tonight. For sure. I yes. thought he had a football helmet on. <laughs> Maybe that's the look he's going for. <laughs> we don't know. It looks neat. He does look good. Yeah. It's not, no, it's a shower cap. Let me yeah. <laughs> let me introduce. Those bubba, bubba caps, yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce. Do you put the, on uh, Dapper Dan on that, uh, Switchy? Oh, that, no, a little bit of Dippity Doo. Dippity Doo. Dippity Doo. Yeah. that yeah. stuff? Yeah, I we used to that, snort sorry. that as kids. Listen, uh, Raven is with us. Uh, uh, let me, I got to start again. I'm so excited. Uh, also joining us tonight is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways and Yag. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you? Hi, my friends. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Wow. Look at the look tonight there, Ron Wanwan. It's uh, no hat. A math, a math teacher in yes. a upper echelon college. Yes. 
or a finishing school or something. She's the yeah. dean of mathematics really? at oh, Oxford. I want the assistant dean. You guys are too kind. Okay. I'm right. very sloppy tonight. That's even better. Really? You look, you look tremendous. Yeah, the glass it gives a good look. It, it really yeah, does, yeah, the glasses right? definitely have a thing going there, man. The glasses mm -hmm. are. Hmm. Anyway, we should be a TV show, and maybe someday soon we will be. Um, so we have a yeah, uh, really interesting show tonight. A lot of it's going to be about club. Our uh, super fan Susan Coppola is going to be joining us in a little while. And she has 10 questions to ask clubs. She's working on it for two months, club. Two months. Researching. Oh, this is scary. Yeah, I, know. You, I wish you were to give me an advance notice. <laughs> I'd be, well, what fun would that would be if you knew it was coming? This, this is your advance notice. Yeah, this is it. Nice. 20, 20 minutes <laughs> at the most. Wow. So, uh, And then uh, later on, we're going to be uh, uh, switch has a um, story about old-time cryptids, uh, cryptids from the 50s or something, Switchy? No, no, way back. This is... Uh, this comes from uh, uh, Strange Mysteries from Time and Space by Harold T. Wilkins. Mm -hmm. He was one of those authors that uh, compiled all kinds of uh, stories like uh, Frank Edwards Great and uh, yep. uh, John Macklin and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, who, who knows what else is going on? Raven, what else is going on? Tell us. Well, I have a little <clears throat> ditty that we can discuss if oh. we need too. Uh, it's actually a story from across the pond mm. that uh, some people like to say. Okay. Um, so we do have that. And I also want to let everyone know that very, very soon, mm. Raven Scary Movie Hour is going to be premiering. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great. It's going to be very, very soon. We're going on with the final tape editing now. And uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, anyway. Fun. And we worked really hard on it, and mm. everyone's going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second one is better than the first one. The audio quality isn't the best, but the second one with you and the black-eyed kid, a.k.a. Phil Yubba, <clears throat> is classic. Because you both know all these really weird movies, man. I didn't I didn't know 90% of those movies, but I'd like to see them. Can we get a teaser? you have a teaser for us? Something to yeah, we can put it in. Get us going? Put it in. Well, I don't know about that, but let's let's see what happens. Put it in right now. Lock your doors, close your windows, and turn out all the lights, because it's time for Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Exploring the deep and dark depths of the most frightening movies ever. This show is not for the faint of heart. So consider yourself warned. Now, here's Raven. Yeah, okay, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to hearing it, too. So, um, I'll tell you what, why don't we, uh, we have a top ten tonight. Why don't we do it now? And if I remember right, it's top ten reasons club should rule the world. Ooh. Top ten reasons club should rule the world. Like he's getting ready. Look at this. It looks like he's going like, to put on a seatbelt or something. <laughs> he's so... scary for me, anyway. Yeah, okay, here we go. I'm glad right. you didn't tell me beforehand because I would have been up all night. Yeah, we were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the spotlight. Okay, I understand. Uh, so anyway, Raven, you have the list? I do. I'm ready when you are. Let's start the music. Number 10. This is top 10 reasons why it'd be good if Club ruled the world. Number 10. He looks exactly like God. Doesn't he? Doesn't he look at him? Oh. He could play Someone God. told me that the other day, too. Really, yeah? George Burns? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twice okay. a week. Huh? George Brown. Yeah, George what does God look like? Does anyone know? <laughs> yeah, George sure. Burns. I think he played. I think he played God really well. Apparently. In <laughs> uh, number nine. All right. Number okay. nine. Uh, first day in power. 
he would rule all toupees to be illegal and all wearers thrown in jail. <laughs> except for Switch. That was except for Switch. Ooh, he's the graceful. governor's clemency at the last second there. Yeah, okay. All right. We knew he was going to do that. Number eight, please. Top 10 reasons why a club should rule the world. Number eight, uh, he would decree that henceforth on Thanksgiving Day, every turkey will be replaced with a giant hostess Twinkie shaped like a turkey. There you uh, go, right? He's just hanging. to my hat then. He's <laughs> just holding up the Twinkies for us. Next, please, oh, right? Number seven, he would mandate everyone have cereal for breakfast, and that means you switch. What do you eat? What do you eat? Conflicts? No. What do you eat? Clubby. No, uh, what do I eat? Yeah, what's your cereal of the I eat, of I eat different things like corn pops. Corn, really? You eat corn pops? I like corn pops. <clears throat> I yeah. just got back into them again after many, many years. I saw them on the shelf. Yes. And I said, I got to get those. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you can even eat They're them. They're called sugar pops, right? Sugar yeah, pops. Sugar pop. These are called sugar pops. Yeah. Yeah. I you love those. You can sit and eat them, you know, like watching a basketball game or Oh, something. yeah. It's like candy. And yeah. they float. Yeah, and they float. Yeah. And, and well, what else? What else you? What, what else have you been <laughs> sampling lately? Lucky, lucky Charms. Yeah, I can never eat like a chance. The, yeah, the mushrooms, like yeah, I haven't done the mushrooms, the marshmallows. And the, the choco, this choco okay. something. Mm. Count chocula. Okay. Count chocula. Yeah, I'm really into some big stuff with that. Yeah, well, huh. Okay. How well, about, I need uh, the sugar first thing in the morning. Well, yeah, that did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But does you, do you, um, do you uh, eat non-sugared cereals like cornflakes, a special candy? Uh, I'm a, I'm a cornflakes and, and Cheerios guy. Yeah, yeah, Cheerios are good for you, yeah. Yeah. But they need a lot of sugar. I, I have to I put like to treat myself with those other items I meant. How much sugar do you put on the non-sugar ones? None. None? I put a tablespoon on with my a cereals. Re- tablespoon. Yeah, I have it with a banana, and that makes it nice and sweet. Oh, I load up Yeah, on banana's the good as strawberries. Hmm. Oh, yeah, but that, that's too much. I yeah, know, that's too much fruit. Okay, next, please, right? Top 10 reasons why a club should rule the world. Number six. He would declare once and for all that Popeye was in the Navy, and therefore Coco was full of... Mm-hmm. I think that right on target there. I think that Bingo. Needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with his coat. Well, he, he'll have two weeks to uh, rebut that. Next, please, right. Number five. Uh, he would make it against the law to drink alcohol or to smoke any kind of substance during the taping of Mac Maloney's Military X Files show. <laughs> no, well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whoa. He's just kidding. That's never don't, worry. don't worry. Don't worry. He's only kidding. People wouldn't be talking. I'd be talking to myself. Yeah, right. Exactly. The five empty screens. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Raven. That would be the <laughs> most boring show. <laughs> oh, um, number four. He would immediately fly to Russia and kick Putin's sorry ass down a flight of steps just to see if Putin soils himself again. <laughs> Did you no, hear that story? I just put a bullet in that. No, no, really, get in line. Did you hear that story about two weeks ago? There's, there's something, some crazy stories on MSN website. Yeah, there, there's there's um, something wrong with the guy, you know, you know who knows what. But he, he tripped going down a long flight of stairs. And when he got down the bottom, he needed a diaper. How else can I put it? Oh, well, my he's, God. That's, he's probably that's doing a lot of, He's probably doing a lot of vodka. Right? Or something, you know? Or he's all drugged. Who knows? Anyway. Max, please. Raven, save us. Number three. Three? Three. Uh, he would name Juan Juan secure. Se, nope. There we go. Number three. <laughs> he, he would name Juan Juan secretary of domestic martinis. See? Oh, yeah. See? Yes. Oh, definitely. Particularly where he is over there in his right. estate is. Home martinis. Home martinis, they would call it over there. Okay, next, please, Ray. Number two. This is my personal favorite. Mm. He would make Raven queen of the universe. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly, there's there's no one that could come close to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. She's, she's taking with those glasses. She's taking those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't going to make me queen of the universe. Well, listen. You come in it second. Was, it was a too. really close race. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. All right. And the number one reason Club should run the world, he put an end to the top 10 list forever. Wow. You nailed it. Mm. You absolutely nailed it. Okay. Thank you. Well, mm. you know, okay. Twitter. Be careful. You know, I think it's, it's good. It's a good filler, you know, when we Thank you. run yeah. out of things, you know. Okay. All right. Um, it is good filler. And um, I have a sugar pops joke, but I know I shouldn't do it. So I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm the, it's the new Mac. No, 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 I can't. Uh, anyway, we'll <laughs> we'll spend a lot of money sweetening that one up. Um, so in, an, in an hour, you'll be ready. You think so? Okay. Um, so uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now? And uh, then we'll be back with Superfan Susan. With Superfan Susan. Capula. 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 <laughs> we all said it. Cavalry. Right. right. Susan K. Susan K. Is even Susan better. So Susan K. Capula. Uh, well, we uh, listen to a couple ads here. Oh, I should just throw out one thing. <clears throat> I, I don't really want to give him any free publicity, but I'm kind of. Someone turned me on to Sven Gulli about two months ago. Okay, and we are now hooked on Sven Gulli. He's it's the corniest like monster movie show. I mean, what, it's like it's like a, a, a male Elvira in a way. I don't know, Crip Keeper. I don't know, but it's a it, it's a funny slap kind of funny slapstick thing in between these old movies and the movies are great so far since I started watching it. I want to see the battle of the gargantuans. That was this week, but he, you know, he did the, the creature from a black lagoon is a classic movie. Oh, you know? Absolutely. Yep. And he tells you in his own way, you know, what the people are doing these days and who they were. And he gives you a lot of kind of cool background though. He does it in a really kind of silly way. Um, and killer clowns from out of space. That's the one that hooked me. That was such a effed up, but funny movie. Just oh, a funny, wonderful, grotesque uh you can't describe it it is just really out there and um it's what is so Sven Gulli? is it a tv show or what, what tv show it? yep go ahead switch it, you probably it's don't. like a it's like a throwback to all the uh local horror hosts we all had growing up you know there was, oh. we had one in, in detroit we had morgus at, mm-hmm. on uh, friday nights on on sundays we had sir graves ghastly you know everybody now some of these were more regional mm-hmm. and Sven Gulli's just all over the place yeah, he's yeah. been doing this for a couple of decades has he and really do a thing uh with uh the guy at the piano they'll do a, a song to the tune of whatever which has to do with the movie that they're doing that night right yeah, yeah. and uh kind of recapping it and it's uh yeah, he's got a lot of funny bits, and like Mac was just saying, the funny. part I love the most is where he goes into saying, and now so-and-so, we know them from whatever. Yeah. Sometimes they, they, he comes up with these uh, parts where you haven't connected the actor from, from different parts. Some are obvious, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, and, and then there's the running joke about Perry Mason. How many actors were in the, the Perry Mason TV show? Yeah, and yes. you hear the Perry Mason, a couple bars of the theme song yeah. in the background when he, he says it. So it's uh, it's very entertaining. And uh, he, uh, you know, he, he had uh, Mackie had fiend without a face uh, a couple months ago. Remember that one? Uh, no, no, but it sounds the, the, cool. the, the brains with the antenna and like the spine for a tail, Ooh. and they jump on back of your skull and suck your brains out. Cool. What okay. network is this show on? It's what it's network? on me. We get it. Me TV. Me TV. Oh, yeah. Yep. Saturday me TV. Nights. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. me TV. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Saturday nights. Uh, when he was doing Killer Clowns from Out of Space, um, you know, there were people in it, and you say, yeah, who is that? Who is that? Well, it was like, you know, one guy went on to star in Falcon Crest. One guy, you know, uh, it was on, it, actually a pretty famous guy. He was in a lot of Daniel Boone movies. The chick was the, the girl from Seinfeld. I mean, there were so many connections to this thing. It was, it was, it was crazy. 
But and with uh, the, the, the more of the gargantuans, a, a, a Japanese film, he tells you which Japanese act, Japanese actors were in the suits and which ones played various Godzillas and so forth. Really, so yeah, the whole, I mean, that, that I love that kind of thing. Yeah, there's so all the behind the scenes stuff. Yes, yes, a lot yeah, of behind so the scenes uh, stuff. A lot of fun, but a lot of stupid stuff too. And you, t- I thought he's been on like three years. He uh, he hasn't gotten that funny in twenty years with the rubber chickens and stuff. I mean. You know what I mean? So yeah, been can't go wrong with a rubber chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he come on at midnight? Um, no, no, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Well, on eight s- o'clock Eastern time on Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure it's big where you are, uh, Switch. Well, you know that's uh, we only have one channel and, and one TV show, so you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> and one antenna. And, and you got to have the guy there with a the hand crank to make the TV work. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a joke there too, but the new Mac is going to avoid it. Why don't we do this? We can't, <laughs> <laughs> we can't avoid commercial so why don't we take a few now and we'll be right back you're listening to mac Maloney's north tracks show here on the distant thunder radio network uh the whole gang is here please stay tuned do you know where the world's most secret bases are located do you know what spooky action at a distance means is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space and where is the best place in the united states to see a real ufo find the answers to all these questions and more in mac Maloney's new book Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan on sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Sure sign. Um, the the drummer from uh, Dire Straits lives here. Let me tell you. Oh. Yeah, or a great band. How about that? Hmm. And people know where he lives. Yeah, huh? Might be having a little earthquake here in New Hampshire. One time is that quarter seven? I think so. Uh, really? They had one the other day. Yeah, Bob. Can, things are things are really moving around here for a second. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, uh, have we started? Yes, we have. We got to start again. Sorry. Fifty-one. All right. <laughs> What's that IPA? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I don't know. Goose, Goose Island. Here we go. Five seconds. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. So I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why would a show we have for you tonight? Uh, first, let me introduce the members of the posse of the gang, the co-defendants. Across the puddle, Juan Juan is with us, girls. Juani. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Mm-hmm. You What's live in, You live in the south of England? Is that where we, where we established? South coast. South coast, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see the Isle of Wight almost from my house. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. Um, speaking almost. about islands, I'm, I was trying to think of a gazinta. Speaking about islands, uh, Coco is out defending the Hawaiian islands again. He's going to be with us in a couple of weeks, though, to tell us all about it, I'm sure. I get an email from him every once in a while. 
and uh, it's a picture of a plane and then a Chinese restaurant menu, and I don't get it. <laughs> There's something. Any, any balloons? I don't, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, so he'll be on in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure he'll explain that. Uh, however, uh, Mill Skills and Gigi Gills, I shouldn't say that, uh, Switchblade Steve Waters with us, our national correspondent, Switchy. Great to be here. And from my house, I can see on the other side of the flood wall, Ohio. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Wherever that is. The is famous it? flood wall. The flo- oh, I see. Okay. okay. Uh, earlier tonight, uh, Switchy didn't have his electronic background up, and we saw his very unkempt house, and, but he said he liked it that way. Is that right, Switchy? Uh, yeah, you ought to see the front room of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought we were looking. Uh-oh. Never mind. Uh, also with us is uh, supposedly keeping an eye on things is uh, Security Chief Willie Club, WC. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Trying to do my best, but, you know, some nights sort of gets out of control. Really? Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, having a good time here tonight, as usual. Well, early, the earlier segment was uh, 10 reasons why clubs should rule the world, okay? I think there are 10 pretty solid reasons. There was one in there. He, number 11 was he's immediately going to build a rail line between the U.K. and Ireland. But I think that's a little inside. Anyway. <sighs> We started the show. Okay. All right. Also, yeah, like a lead balloon. Okay. What? The, let's let's give him a plug. Goose Island IPA. Did I say more? Up there in uh, Sideways and Yards. A good friend. Raven is with us. Raven. How are you? Hi, my friends. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Hello, Raven. Hello. Oh, What's up? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> are we started. Right. Raven, everything okay with you? It's all good up here. What are you drinking? Down here, wherever I am. Tell us. What um, eight days a week by oh. Southern Tier Brewing Company. Oh, that's right. We always wonder if the Beatles mm. lawyers have come down on them yet. For, uh, I can imagine they must have some type of a loophole because if the Beatles, the remaining Beatles, found out about this, they mm. would put that brewery out of business. Yeah, really, stop it through the ground. But no, I don't think, I don't think you can copyright a phrase like that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a title. Yeah. It's a title to a um, – you can't copyright titles to books, but I'm not sure about song titles. I'm not sure. But, you know, we'll research that and move on. Uh, also joining us tonight is superfan Susan Capula. I can't do it, Susan. I'm so sorry. I can't do it. My Boston accent, my Boston education just doesn't equip me for stuff like this. So please just tell us, and then we'll – can we call you Susan K? That'd be fantastic. But please Absolutely. tell us – the correct pronunciation. I mean, we'll edit it in every time I screw it up. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can even put it in your email. C-O-W. Yes. Like cow. Cow. Pilla. Cow. Pilla. That's how you had it earlier. Cow. Pilla. Yeah. Okay. The accent's on the first syllable, right? Cow. Just oh. Susan K is fine. Just Susan. I'm good. Okay. All right. Good. Just Susan. Susan. Yeah. You're down in now. Uh, Maybe yeah. I'm losing. Name the band. Quick. Name the band. Wise guy. Who? Who did that song? Yes. Just got really tense. Uh-oh. It was a singer. It wasn't a band. I thought no, it was the band. Buckinghams. The Buckinghams. Yeah, the Buckinghams. Right. right. Nice. Susan, Good song too. Down in you're down in North Carolina, right? But you're you escaped from Massachusetts, correct? I did. Okay. Yes. And how long have you been down there in Rebel Hill territory? Uh, twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, what's the difference? Can you tell? I mean, we were all up in the northeast for the most part. Um, do you like it better down there? The weather's got to be better, right? So, um, I miss the North, um, greatly. Um, however, 
I get the best of both worlds because I used to live in Florida, mm-hmm. but here because we have the change of seasons, but there's so much to do here. And um, if we get snow, it doesn't last but a day. Yep. If we get snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you all have snow and I'm in shorts and a tank top. Oh. So it's 71 here or something today. It's there you go. I'm in a speedo, so it's not. <laughs> it's definitely, you're always wearing that. Stand up, let's see. Oh, let's go on the record. That's it's not a bad show. drive if you want to go from from there to uh, you know New Hampshire mm-hmm. or Massachusetts. No, yeah, I mean it's still drive. a long drive, though. I mean it's not going from Florida to New Hampshire. But I spent one a good part of winter in Florida once uh, with the in-laws and. Um, it 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 was weird because I was there over Christmas, but it was like you know seventy five, eighty, and people would go on the beach and stuff. That's a little strange. You get used to when all the Christmas lights are up and stuff. <laughs> but traded off to you know driving through slush and ice and you know all the bullshit that goes with you know winter weather up here, and you could see how people just say you know what screw it, I'm just gonna stay down here and you know why go through all that? But I don't know. So if you're halfway, then you are the best of both worlds. That's cool. So, um, Susan, now I you have a question uh, for, for Club. Is that a Thomas the Train Speedo? Again? What? Is yeah, that yeah, a Thomas I don't the know Train the exact Speedo? Name. It's, it's that orange one with the open crotch, but I don't know what uh, <laughs> the uh, name is. Uh, that's bleep, bleep. Yeah, huh? <laughs> so sorry. it has an open crotch, so it's not a banana hammock. Well, bleep. I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm sorry. Bleep. Bleep. Oh, we're over new leaf. Bleep. It's not a what? <laughs> banana what? <laughs> banana hammock. If it has an open crotch, it's not a banana hammock. Think about it's it. It's like a no, banana. It's oh, no, no. It's na- everything, na- everything goes out. Yeah. You know, this should be for the Halloween show. This is going um, to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. Switch. I'm hearing stuff I've never heard before. Yeah, life. me too. <laughs> Must be something that's going around. Anyway, <laughs> um, earlier we featured Club and uh, 10 Reasons Why Club Should Rule the World <clears> Now. We're going to pick on him because superfan Susan Kay has come up with 10 questions to ask Club. We're going to put a little dramatic music in right here. And then please, Susan, ask away. All right. Club, please tell us how did you get involved with the Military Exiles Posse? Military Exiles What? He's already Posse? This is a final. How did you get mixed up with us? The show. Oh, you you really want to? Yeah, did you want to go into question nine, please? No, I went. I uh, I was a I was a raving fan, and I applied for. Uh, they had a contest mm-hmm. for one of Max books. So, uh, I what I did being in, uh, uh, you know, dealing with uh, clients and so on. I knew the trick how to get the book. So, I wrote this email what? telling how great the show was, and. Mac was terrific. And lo and behold, and I, I picked, and I got the book. You won the book. Unbelievable. So they invited me to the studio. At that time, they had a studio where you could go. And they were like Mac has now, but no one goes in there. No, we but, and so we had a, a fan night, and mm-hmm. I was invited to that. And I don't know what happened after that, but drinking the Kool-Aid or something. That's uh, close to what happened. But, yes, right. I just remember we were on the, we were on the air, and Lois was picking names out of the fishbowl. And you always the came magic out and, it's, and said, yeah, the magic fish and said North Reading. Were you in North Reading at the time? I was. Yes. Yeah. And we said, well, North Reading, because before this is when we used to do the show up in Newport. It seemed like everyone who listens to the show were either out west or down south. And we very rarely heard from people who, yeah, we were so excited that someone in Massachusetts was listening to us. So then he came up to the party. He's been with us ever since. The party was nuts. And then the party at the galley, if I remember right, after the party was also kind of nice. 
So I had a headache for a couple of days. Yeah, you're indoctrinated. Partying. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. next, please, Susan. Ten questions for club. Number two. You have mentioned you previously worked for the Internal Revenue Service. Mm-mm. My question is: Is it true that your wife reluctantly accepted your marriage proposal <laughs> as a part of an IRS audit settlement? Wow. <laughs> You know, you, you, how'd you get that inside information? Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. And then after I retired, you know, she wants a divorce. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, let's move on, please. He's only kidding, folks. Of course. It's, All right, easy. next question. If you could own any car ever made, hmm. what car would it be? For example, it can be any car, like the Batmobile, a muscle car, hmm. a Toyota Corolla, any car. I always love the Batmobile. Uh, particularly the new one and the latest one. I yeah, think it's yep. super. Oh. Yep. Like that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a cool car. Yeah. Now, no, this is the, that question is from someone who owns a Corvette. What year is your Corvette, Susan? 2004. Do you drive it every day or is it just kind of like a. Oh, I, I drive it as much as I can. Do you? And her name is Black Beauty. Mm, yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, that's. They're nice cars. <laughs> uh, next, please. 10 questions for the club. Next so, question. What is a weird fact? that you happen to know. For example, I happen to know that an outside cat, if she has six kittens, each kitten could have a different father. So that's an example of what I mean about a weird fact. What type of a weird fact do you happen to know? I can't can't wait for this. so many of them, and and when Max turned over a new leaf, I have to also. (laughs) But but I will say, you know, there's so many things relative to animals that that are in the weird fact area you know uh, i i used to live out in a wooded area and we had all kinds of animals out there and the strangest things because they all live they all like intermarried and after a while you know they look alike the cats and the dogs and you know, the dogs they, and the cats are intermarrying where the hell do you live wait a minute <laughs> no nice. when, I, when i when i lived uh, out in, in another city here another town you can name it if you want no yeah, uh, Burlington. Okay, Burlington. Stay we had, away. We had a big uh, wooded yard. Okay. All right. Probably best to move on, Susan, please. Okay. Thank How or when, or actually what, got you interested in UFOs and your um, asteroids, etc.? UFOs, I, I, I believed in, in UFOs since I was a toddler, you might say. You know, that's when everything was coming out, all, the sh- all those old shows that with Michael Rennie and all them, you know, uh, and I really got into that. And uh, so, you know, I got into a lot of podcasts and uh, different shows that Art Bell in particular. And if, you know, he hypnotizes everyone into that anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I got that. And then Asteroids, after I decided that right now the world of UFOs is very boring. Nothing's going on. Go people keep saying the same things over and over again. But asteroids are getting exciting now because they're really threatening us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we see the government put a lot of money into it. So I just, I, I like things that keep moving and asteroids do that. Okay. Mm, wow, good. Uh, let's, uh, you know what, let's give him a round of applause. We will sweeten up, but that was quite a... Yeah, good answer. Switch is not clapping, <laughs> just for the record. Go ahead, please. Oh, that's the way he is anyway. Okay. Next question. What do you pretend to hate, but you actually love? <laughs> Switches just exploded on. 
Wow. <laughs> it's our headline. All right. Very cool. Or vice versa. I'm not sure. Next, please, Susan. All right. If you could pick three famous people to be a part of your entourage, who would you pick? And of course, present company excluded. Go ahead. Wow. You know, that's I, I would pick primarily people that are long gone, you know, that, that people that I respect. I'm, I'm very big in American history. Go ahead. And I, I think the, the founding fathers, particularly George Washington and John Adams, those mm-hmm. kind of people, it might be kind of boring, but those are the kind of people that I would really uh, like to be standing next to and getting advice. Here's a question I've always wondered. Okay, so now they were back in 1700s, let's say, late 1700s. Would we be able to right. sit down and have a conversation with them? Would, would our languages, you know what I mean? Would, would they, would, did English back then sound like English now and vice versa? Uh, it's a little bit different. If I, I get a lot, of, I have a lot of old history books, and some of them are written in the original language, mm-hmm. you might say. And it takes a little interpreting as far as reading them, even when some of the authors, uh, you know, they have to go in there and try to uh, explain them. Right. So I expect that if you were talking to George Washington in, in 1777, yep. you probably, unless he talks slow, you probably would miss a lot of the words. It really, yeah, yeah. Based on their writings, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. The spelling was a lot different, the spelling, too. Yeah, F's or S's, I yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. yeah mate. Use the word Fortnite a lot, I think. Fortnite. So. Oh, wow. And they had so a lot of switching. British, you know, in them, you know, so there was a lot yeah, of, a lot of British stuff. Hmm. Twang, oh. we call it. Yep. Wow. Okay. Good answer. Go, please, Susan. Top 10 questions All for right. Club. Club, would you go in the mothership with aliens if they landed on Earth tomorrow? Yeah, I, it, I, I think I would. Um, but I wouldn't want to go through what uh, Whitley Strieber went through. Probably. You know, if I could just go on the ship and get a ride and they kept their fingers to themselves how's that kept them fingers to themselves as he said okay no probing for you but other than that that's okay that's the only restriction oh absolutely just has to go first class rather than coach okay there you go (laughs) bring some bring some twinkies with you you'll be all set uh what 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 number is this susan are we keeping count i've got two more two more (laughs) nine here we go number nine what would you title your biography uh Good question. The man who wanted to rule the world. No, wait, I'm sorry. I stepped on that. Uh, good question. Isn't that a David Bowie song? No, wait. No, he has to okay. say it. I'm sorry. I stepped no, on his the, answer. The, the, really, the man who wanted to rule the world. Wow. Okay. Very cool. I love power. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. I was going to say, what are you doing here? But, you know, you have to take a night off every well, once I, in a while. I, I go with the little people once in a while. Oh, they really? Okay. All right. That was something like that. That's going to be Tuesday nights. That's all. Wow. Okay. Number one, Susan. I'm glad we got into this. Take a shower after the show. No, hey. (laughs) All right. The last and best question I have. Other than not going to film school, (laughs) what has been your biggest regret in life? Oh, how did she drag me into it? (laughs) Rather than not going to film school? Other than having not gone to film school, what has been your biggest regret in life? Well, it's it's not school. It's just that I uh, didn't get a chance to uh, travel all over the world as much as I would have liked to. And uh, but no, it's there's not much to say to that. Hmm. I, I thought he was going to say nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, let's give. He's club. been happy, man. He's been satisfied. Let's. Yeah. Right. He's a content man. Let's give him another round of applause, please. Yeah. Seeing as we have the trainer at work up. 
Thank you. I'm overwhelmed. For Sweden, we could tell that. Okay. <laughs> Those are some great insights, Glenn. Tell them? So listen, <laughs> before we finish this segment, I'm just going to, uh, you know, something that we usually do at the front of the segment, but let's just mix it up a little bit. Switchy. You sent yes. me an email today and you said, I'm about to go to breakfast, right? Yes. Okay. So you went out for breakfast. So I can guess it it's going to be one of those uh, huge uh, hobo omelets or the, bis uh, the biscuits and gravy place. Tell me. Uh, well, tell it, us, it, which, it, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, the, uh, the listeners will recall that uh, uh, one of the last times I went out uh, 10 miles east of here to Leetart, West Virginia, to the Country Corner Cafe. Yes. And with a, the intention of having their biscuits and gravy, because I had not had that yet. Uh -huh. uh, but the, the, the siren call of their Western omelet overcame me, See, so I had a Western omelet. I know. And I just barely got it in because they lost power, okay? Because I was going to take a... Uh, an order of uh, biscuits and gravy with me and have it for maybe for dinner. Yes. So that didn't work out. So this, t uh, this time I thought, okay, I've got to have the biscuits and gravy. Uh -huh. So I got there, I sat down. It's about brunch time. You know, it's not quite lunchtime, but it's kind of a late breakfast. Go ahead. And I look at the chalkboard and I saw their lunch special. Oh, Say it. I had the lunch special. Say it. Meatloaf mm. with mashed potatoes and gravy. Yes. Oh, green yeah. beans. Oh, yes, there you go. yes, oh. yes, yes. Now, the, the, the good news is I did get an order of biscuits and gravy to go. Mm -hmm. And I actually had half of it for dinner tonight. The other half will be for breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yep. I, I got to tell you, anytime I go wow. to any kind of a diner like that, and there's a place up in Portsmouth, not to give them a plug, but it's called the Roundhouse. And it's like the oh, yeah, super, yeah, yeah. A super diner. Yeah, the Roundabout. Roundabout. Go up there and the get the meatloaf. The circle, it's, the traffic circle. Yep. It's just like Mars, you know? It is just, yeah. it's excellent, you know? Wow, good breakfast there, Switch. What did you have for lunch? This that was lunch. A little place in, 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 in Leetart, West Virginia, in the middle of nowhere, oh. uh, along along the uh, part of the Ohio in Route 62. Okay. And uh, they serve breakfast and lunch. They close about uh, 3 o'clock, I think. So. Oh, really? Yeah. What, give us the name of that town again. We might have missed her there. Leetart, L-E-T-A-R-T. Okay. I mean, why'd you spell that? Anyway, so why don't we do this? Um, why don't we take a... Commercial break now. I see two people out of the six of the five got that joke. Why don't we take a commercial I got break it. now? <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to uh, uh, talk to Raven and also switch. So uh, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Access Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We have a surprise guest after this. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Talk Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Aroni. Why would a show we have for you tonight? First, let me tell you who's with us tonight. Juan Juan is with us. Girls, I hope you're sitting down. Hello, Juan. Girls. Everything okay, Juan? <laughs> you changed your hat, good, yeah. right? You changed I'm your hat. Mellow tonight. Really? Yeah. What does that mean yeah, exactly? I, I don't know. Maybe it's the Guinness I'm drinking, but it's like oh, really? a mellow. Oh, okay. All right. Mellow yep. high. Good night. Welcome everybody to the show. No Coco tonight. Sorry, Mill Skills and Gigi Kills, but he'll be with us in a couple of weeks. However, Switchblade Steve is with us down there in West Virginia. Switchy? Great to be here tonight, Matt. Okay. Um, and also, our Security Chief Willie Club is with us. Yeah, I got to agree with Switch. It's uh, great to be here tonight. A lot going on, I tell you that. There's a lot going on. Also, yeah. up there in Sideways, New York, our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven. 
Hi, my friends. Thank you for having me. Your camera is breaking up every once in a while, and that's a shame. Your camera is breaking oh, up. Oh, you guys can see that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty what horrific. Are you doing? Hey, right. uh, Amy, man. <laughs> also with us is super fan Susan. It, it looks like it looks like a scene out of that show, Max Headroom. Yeah, that's how I was <laughs> yeah. trying to think of his name. Right. Max exactly. Headroom. Right. Wow. That's a that was a great show. Uh, also, uh, Susan Kaupilla. Kaupilla. I'm, I'm sorry, Susan. I'm so sorry. Susan K. Kaupilla. How are you tonight, Susan? I'm doing excellent. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy you, um, you were able to join us. And now we also have another special guest. Just walked in the studio on his way out. His chauffeur is waiting outside. You know who it is. You know me and love him. Pistol Pete Falcone. Hey, <laughs> Let's please hey, give him a... Thank you. If we don't clap for him. Thank you. Well, no, we'll have eviction notice? Pete, is that, no, no, yeah, hey, yeah, don't yeah. say that. Anyway, Pete, how are you doing? Pistol Pete, we're doing the show out in the street. I'm doing just fine. Just to, fine. Actually, I stopped by to... Shovel the snow off the steps for you. Did that? Yeah. You and the rest of the crew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it stopped right at the car where the cars are. That's right. Yeah. That's as far as I can go. I got to tell you one thing, though. They took down several trees, and now it really looks different out there on the front. Don't you agree? Yeah. Are we being too close to home? But yeah, now you can see that kind of. Um, the marshy uh, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, oh, yeah. See, if you're here during the day, you see the ducks. Uh, the ducks. Yeah, yeah. We used to hear the ducks. ducks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ducks there in the summer, as it turns out. Right. Uh, anyway, so what's that new? You know, Pete is the owner of the Vals Falcone Entertainment Empire. He owns um, how many stations now? I ask you this every time you're on. We, we have five. Five stations, yeah. okay. Uh, from uh, Exeter, New Hampshire, up to San- is it in Sanford, Maine? In San- Sanford, Maine, Bangor, Maine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of kind of oldies, right? Kind of oldies. Uh, we got a little bit of everything. Yeah, we got classic hits, oldies. We have uh, what's called adult contemporary mm-hmm. uh, on one of the stations up in Bangor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any song you won't play from that? I know there's a lot of songs you don't play, but is there any song that would be considered banned? Do you know what I mean? Uh, on any of the stations? Yeah. Mm, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. And and um, are you? <laughs> I don't want to ask you this question again, but you know, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music all through Christmas. We've got a long way to go for Christmas. But right, right. Do you, ever, do you ever see beyond that? Don't you think that there are people saying, yeah, if we listen to just regular songs during Christmas? Well, we don't. We, only one of the stations goes all Christmas music. Okay, all right. Yeah. But it works for you is, is what, you know. Right. Right. I mean, right. people listen to Christmas yeah, songs. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, they're into it. They okay. just, you know. They're totally into it. I can't believe we're talking about Christmas in February, but aren't there always just five Christmas songs? Oh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Paul McCartney, what's your name? Oh yeah, but Brenda Lee and uh, and uh, um, yeah, Beach, Beach Boys. There's, there's really about there's probably forty viable really yeah songs that play over and over again. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you ever get sick of listening to music? Uh, no, because I, my tastes really vary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll listen to just about anything. Mm-hmm. But does it, does it seem like work to you when you're listening to it? No. No? No. Uh, occasionally, though, uh, I'll switch to, uh, after being in the station all day, I'll, I might switch to talk programming. Oh, yeah, to, really? Yeah. Just to hear somebody else talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I know how that feels. Well, listen, Pistol Pete, I know that you have places to go and people to see, so we're going to clap them off now. Okay. I appreciate it. Dan, Thanks very thank much. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can hear his uh, see you guys. revving the engine outside. Have a good yeah, show. Pete, it's always good to see Pete. <clears throat> see you later, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We know Pete from way back. That's Pete. Yeah, from when we were down in Newbyport, which was yep. just in this place where um, it was it was the second floor of a, of a glass place, a glass and mirror place, okay? And mm-hmm. it's just as like, it wasn't small, but... It was, it was intimate. It was a good floor say. space for the radio station. Yep. It had that steep staircase. Unbelievable. Yep. One studio. I remember that staircase. Yeah, the staircase was crazy. Is there any mirrors, like, facing each other? Uh, what? 
No, the mirror, the mirror place is on oh, the first floor. No, you know, they were on the first floor, and the radio station was on the second floor. But they put on glass, and they put in mirrors in your house, too. They were, yeah, there's yeah, a picture okay. of us at the old studio. Wow. Oh, there you go. Before, yeah, I like that. Before we got toasted down the galley, which was, like, literally right around the corner. That was the whole idea, is we could fall out of the studio and land in the front door of the galley. We were so close. Sometimes we would drive yeah, down you there. Lived, you live next door. Where the rest of us had a drive. Well, yeah, right. I didn't have a short drive home. That's true. You know, but... Yeah, I, mean, I only had to drive down from Lake Winnipesaukee, that's all. Yeah, I only had, I had like about a five-minute drive home. But anyway, but it's not like that nowadays. But back in the old days, that's how it was, you know. We had a lot of fun at that other studio. And Pete just, you know, let us kind of take over. And nothing's really changed except the Reverend Exeter. Anyway. Mac, we did a show together. It was a tech show. I was filling in for somebody. And you were filling in for somebody or something. And yes, right. I, I, know I, we, I know we met when I um, cleaned out your... PC you don't have to out, use the word clean. Beyond down. that, we did some reader shows in that studio. Yes, that's true. Yeah, before, the, before this wonderful show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how it happened. That was a good time. Doesn't seem like it happened as long ago as it did, but uh, you know we've had fun anyway. So let's have the fun continue. Raven, um, I've introduced everybody. Now you have a segment on uh, that you're going to tell us about something. And now it's time for Raven. a little story here about the Hexham Heads. Oh, wow. Um, And this takes place in Hexham, England in 1971. Uh, Young brothers Colin and Leslie Robson uh, were digging in their garden located at 3, I think it's pronounced Red A or Reedy Avenue in Hexham, England. Um, And to their surprise, they unearthed two concrete skull-like heads. Uh, Finding these types of artifacts are actually very common in the UK. Uh, They're known as uh, Celtic heads, and they are thought to be ornaments that have broken off of buildings or larger objects, and they can range from thousands of years old to very modern. So because of the normalcy of Celtic heads, the boys weren't concerned, and they brought them into their home. Um, However, these children did not discover Celtic heads. Uh, According to several newspapers, strange things began to happen almost immediately. Objects began flying across rooms by themselves, and the heads kind of swiveled on their um, neck stumps and the the eyes, or, or I guess I should say where eyes should be, um, followed whoever was near. So it's kind of pretty typical like poltergeist behavior. However, the Robson, the, the Robson's neighbors, uh, Nellie Dodd and her son Brian, seem to take the brunt of this curse um, and subsequently the more physical part. Um, Nellie Dodd and her son, Brian, uh, resided on the other side of the home. So picture like a duplex that has that that shared wall that divides both spaces. So Brian would regularly have his hair pulled throughout the night. um, And Nellie witnessed what can only be described as a were creature. Um, And in this case, it was a were sheep. Um, So it was part man, part sheep. And that was seen running through their home. And then it ran out the door and into the night. So that's pretty terrifying, in my opinion. So... At this point, uh, the Hexham heads were becoming more than just neighborhood gossip, and the media became involved. So this even circulated to the University of Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah. Edinburgh, okay. Um, Dr. Anne Ross, an archaeologist focusing on Celtic traditions and artifacts, began to look into this case. Uh, While she was well-educated, Dr. Ross was described to also be interested in, this is a quote, less than academically respectable fringe interests around paranormal phenomenon, end quote, which kind of sounds like us. Um, so because of this, she was considered to be 
the best and the worst person to investigate the Hexham heads. Um, so when Dr. Ross was able to physically, physically examine the heads, it was estimated that they belonged to the Iron Age and were approximately two millennia old, two millennia years old. Um, so Dr. Ross became low-key obsessed with the Hexham heads, um, so obsessed that she ended up taking them to her house. So we've seen this before, and it wasn't long before Dr. Ross began feeling cold spots and saw doors opening and closing by themselves, all that poltergeist activity. Uh, she even saw a shadow figure, um, and just like Nellie, Dr. Ross had her own run-in with a were-creature, but this time it was reportedly more werewolf-like, but acted in the same way that the were-sheep did, um, running through the house before disappearing out the door and into the night. Hmm. Reportedly, Dr. Ross and her family had multiple uh, were-creature sightings in their home. It wasn't a one-off thing. Um, so because uh, the news of the Hexham Heads was spreading like wildfire, it eventually got back to a man named Desmond Craigie. Uh, he was the former owner of 3 Red A Reedy Avenue uh, before the Robsons. So Craigie stepped forward and explained that he was the one who made the heads in 1956 when he was working at a concrete company. In fact, Craigie made three. Samples of the concrete taken from the heads proved that Craigie was telling the truth. And for many, the story of the Hexham heads ends here. But to many others, myself included, mm -hmm. there's still lingering questions. Why did Craigie feel the need to bury these? And where's the third head? And what do were creatures have to do with all of this? To make things more interesting, the Hexham heads eventually disappeared and to this day have never been found. Hmm. The only thing that remains are some photos and drawings. And that is the strange story of the Hexham heads. I have a question. That's it. There's no resolution. I have a question. So... Yes. Have a sheep run through your house. Isn't that even more horrifying than like if a werewolf or something? That a sheep, a weird sheep. Cute. That's sheep what I mean. So you know, and they're so docile. It was, it was also reported. They they said it was a were sheep or it was um like a goat man. Oh, even better. So they kind of varied based on um based on your source. Mm -hmm. And where, where was this again? Remind us. Hexham, England. Okay, because there's a place in Maryland. Uh, you can find this in McElroy's Haunted Universe on sale everywhere about the goat man who, uh, you know, haunted this uh, bridge in Maryland, I think it was. And it was a parking space for, you know, young lovers. And, you know, he would just, you know, pull the guy out of the car and tear him apart and stuff. And it turns out that uh, he <laughs> he's the result of some man to goat man research that the um, government did years ago. And he got, uh, you know, and he escaped. And now he just, you know eats people and so on and so forth, causes havoc and traffic and stuff like that. People have seen them. People, someone ran into the traffic on the interstate there. It's just like a goat. So anyway, goat men are particularly horrifying. Was it claimed that some guy made these things for his kids and they were yes. just happened to be buried in the yard or something? No, like they don't like the sources I read. I couldn't find where it like explained why he buried them. And initially yeah, uh, he, he made three of them in total and they only found two. So who knows if, you know, the Robson boys maybe didn't dig far enough or, or wide enough in the garden when they were playing the, the third one has never been found and the other two have disappeared. Hmm. If they bury him, would they, you know, kind of like, um, you know, go away, you know, just organically with, with the effect, with the effect it has. It almost seems that way because they were like unearthed, right? And the boys brought them into the house mm -hmm. thinking nothing of it because they probably assumed that they were these Celtic heads. Yes, yes. And it like, it just sparked this 
like it awakened something in them. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but what's interesting, uh, Juan Juan had already mentioned that he is on the southern part of England. This is like six hours straight north. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh. Hexum. So you can go and investigate, maybe find them. Wow. Oh, hmm. There's a lot of stuff in England. Hop on the train and check it out. There's there you a, go. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in England because the history is so long. You know, it's 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 the history is. It's been influenced by the Romans. Right, yeah, to start. Ever. And then by the Vikings on the mm. coastal side. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Every time you turn around, they're being conquered. Well, yeah, it's more crazy. or less, I guess. But, but uh, they're still finding uh, ancient coins stuff. and things like that. They're, you yep. know, people with uh, metal detectors are still finding ancient Roman coins and stuff like and that. Bill, Bill Wyman of the Stones, late of the Stones, has found you know thousands of dollars worth of Roman coins and stuff and has his own yeah. archaeological, uh, you know, tours and stuff like that, Bill Wyman. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff buried under the ground there because there's been a lot of years there for stuff to be buried, you know. So uh, thank you, Raven, for that. We appreciate that. Thank you. We, before, we, uh, before we get, get end this segment and then um, hear a few commercials uh, switch, you know, I could not let this go. But you did get a haircut, right? Can you confirm or deny that you got a haircut? I mean, that you I got a haircut. Yep. Yeah, really? Okay. That, you know, there were things up in your head that were... Shaved. Okay, so is this is this a haircut once a once a year? Once a year? Oh no, this is a, there's actually a place just up the street, yes. and uh, they they it, it's actually like a salon or whatever, but they do manly haircuts as well. And uh, I want to stress, this is a manly haircut. And the young lady uh, that does it, her name is Nikki, and she does a fantastic job. Yes. And uh, so uh, I, I, I didn't wait too long this time. I, I get a little shaggy once in a while. Okay. But uh, once a year, I would look. Uh, I'd be uh, cited for like a short Bigfoot if I didn't actually get trimmed. <laughs> Rich, do you have to bring it to the studio or do they pick oh, it up while you? See, that's so cool. Do all the work. Well, cool. I, I, have, uh, I have people to get it dry clean for me and they pick bring it, it back. Yeah. Pick it up and drop off service? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, like an Uber or something. Yeah. Let's get it's, back. it's nice and airtight, too. Let's get back to well, Mickey. I told you it looks like a football helmet. Is it Mickey? I told you it's, it's a shower cap. A uh, Nicky. Mickey or Nicky? Ignore him. Nicky. Nicky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mickey. Like Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Like, like, Mickey, like Mickey Mouse? No, no, like Nikki. You Nikki, Nikki, you're so fine. Oh, I see, Nikki. Okay, well. Wow. Whoever did that song. Oh, hey, Nikki. That's Mickey? Okay, well, this is Nikki. Thank you. Is it Nikki or Mickey? Nikki, right? So <laughs> yes. So how much How much was it? This is going to be just like breakfast. How much did it cost you? Well, she also gave me a beer trim, but she didn't feel like uh, there was much to trim. So she was only going to charge me $15. But I gave her a nice tip. Oh, oh that's what we were coming to. Oh, so what? That what the did, I, I gotta say. So fifteen bucks for the whole bucks. thing. Fifteen bucks for the whole thing. No, well, fifteen bucks was the bill. Oh, I gave her thirty. Oh, I. Oh, wow. Oh, she's very good. And, okay. Uh, you know, works hard and deserves a little extra cash now and then. Wow, I've Does taught him well. Drink it all. Don't we? <laughs> Well, it's, it's only when it gets really humid, you know, in, in, in the summer sometimes. And they like hair dry it or whatever, whatever Nikki does to it. <laughs> Nikki, no, no, no. I, I don't don't put a hair dryer on it because then it would be too tight around, around my cranium and I wouldn't be able to think. Wow. Where did you say, Nikki? Is that West Virginia? <laughs> I knew a pole dance in Nikki. No, wait a minute. Hold oh, on. Hold oh, on. Oh, <laughs> Come on. I wonder if it's the same one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna I'm sure it is, but why do we have to bring it up? The, the guy you want to talk to is Club. He claims he's in Massachusetts, but we'll find out where he actually lives. Greater Boston area. Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now before we dig ourselves into a hole we can't get out of. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. 
I was where troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops build and donate specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Expound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we've had for you tonight, very quickly. Uh, the Plassey in attendance is a girl. Very famous one. Well, I want to see you. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Been having a good time so far. Across the puddle. Do you feel uh, now good. that you've moved over to England, you've been over there almost a year, right? Uh, it'll be a year at the end of May. Okay. All right. Do you, do you, do you feel the English girls coming on to you? More than American yes. girls used to. Really? Yeah. yeah it's, yes. It's it's still for some reason it's still a novelty. Are you American? <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Especially when I go to the pubs and stuff. Yeah. Like, but never seen an American before. Come on. Okay. What do you walk in there with your uh, denim uh, jacket with an American flag on the back of it, like in the hippie days? You USA. know, I could I could do that. Okay. I've got this this new military jacket I just bought that's lined and everything. It's very cool. I should sew in something like that. Yes. Okay. To get your ass beat. But it would take about 20 of us to take you to Taiwan. <laughs> you know, better a loud Hawaiian t-shirt and shorts. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and a camera and binoculars. Right. So you'll be universally hated. Uh, anyway, no cocoa tonight are protected on the Hawaiian Islands. But uh, as you can hear, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is here. Switch. Great to be here tonight. Okay, and uh, how's things down at the Mothman Museum? Oh, beyond wonderful. A lot of fun. Really, yeah. yeah the great conversations, uh, you know, uh, uh, tell people the secret of the Mothman. You know, you have to uh, uh, usher them around to the back of the Mothman oh. to discover the shiny hiney. Okay, uh, all A lot right. of people don't know about that. I feel, well, you I feel keep talking about it. So because so many people return home <laughs> without knowing the secret of the Mothman. Yeah, wow, huh? That's the secret. Okay, so listen. Do you remember two weeks ago we did uh, Top 10 Reasons Why Switch Would Make a Good James Bond? Yeah. Does anyone remember that? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what we called the Mothman Museum and that? I was listening to the replay. That's filthy. I mean, I'm not even going to re- repeat it on here. Do you remember what we called the Mothman Museum? You must have blocked it out. I, I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's in the archives. What do we right? call it? Uh, I can't even say it. You know, we said like a lot of a lot of women showed up there and so the neighbors were calling it what? I remember the uh, name of uh, one of Bond's characters, Raven. If you want to say it, but oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was something to do with with pussy galore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, home run right oh, there. I'm okay. sorry. No, P U S S Y galore. Okay. That will put in galore. Best character name in a movie ever. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, and James Bond uh, pronounced it pussy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Watch Goldfinger. Wow. I, okay. I, I liked how I was responded when she said what her name was. She says, you're joking. Um, I'm, uh, not that I read many books, but I am reading this book now called uh, Love and Let Die. And what it is is it's really interesting. It's the it's how uh, the Beatles and the James Bond movies intersected each other all through their careers. It's it's strange how many connections they have to it. And it's very That's true. Very well written, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff in there about the Beatles I'd never heard before, and um, uh, just how they, um, how you know, it, it sounds like a big canvas here. But the guy explains how, at one point, 
uh, people would say the sun would never set on the British Empire, right? Because they owned everything on the planet, just about. But after World War II, even though they won, they're on the winning side. That was the end of that, right? So they shrank mm, and they yeah. shrank and they shrank down until they were really nothing, you know? I mean, they were them in Northern Ireland or whatever. And everyone just started to count them out. And then all of a sudden, the 60s hit, and they hit with these two enormous entertainment kind of things. And they just took over the world in a different way, you know, in a very interesting way that he puts it. But, you know, for money and prestige and stuff, they, they, you couldn't beat it. Yeah. Couldn't beat it, you know. So interesting book, Love and Let Die. Very good. I forget the guy's name, but it's not that good. Check it out. Anyway. Sounds like a good one. Uh, Susan K., our uh, super fan, is with us tonight. Susan, anything weird happening around your house down there in North Carolina? Nothing to report this time. Nope. Mm -hmm. Can't say that I do. Sorry. Do you, do you garage your Corvette? Or is it just, do you have to garage I wish it? I could. Uh, there's too much junkola out there. Mm -hmm. I, I drive her every day. Do you really? Yeah. What's the size? How big engine? How big is the engine? About, How? I want to say 400 horsepower. Oh, wow. Okay, so be, yeah, that's got to be a big, ass V8, big, big, big uh, engine. Uh, four. The gas guzzler, that's for sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, like flushing the toilet Yep, when you hit the gas pedal. Uh, that's got to be 400 horsepower. It's got to be 454 or something like that. Holy cow. What year is it? 2004. It's the last year of the pop-up head, headlight. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Mm -hmm. hmm. Very nice. So uh, how long have you been interested in UFOs and stuff like that, Susan? Um, Ever since I was small um i just think it's an interesting concept and i just find it hard to believe that there's so many planets and we're the only one that are inhabited so yeah it's almost impossible i mean it, it, the weirdest thing would be is if we're the only ones in the universe that'd be even crazier than if you know if it's uh, just populated but but just thinking the other day i'm gonna you know plug another tv show is picard i started watching we binged it this weekend with bad weather and i know it's it's a it's a um, kind of a uh, it's it's Picard the Admiral from I guess Star Trek the Next Generation I guess is when he was in it, but correct he he's at what's good about it is he's he's at the he, in that he's at the peak of his powers he's almost like a superhuman guy right everyone knows him and stuff and then in this it's like twenty years later and he's made mistakes and everyone's making fun of him but he's still a hero and it's really pretty cleverly written you know he's not a superhero anymore he's just this guy on this quest and. Um, very well. If you're if you're any kind of uh, fan of science fiction of the '50s, they really, really kind of nod towards that, and, and you know, just make it seem like it's almost a western. Yet it's out in outer space. Very good, God. We watched the first season. Uh, anyway, uh, Susan, what do you watch? Who's in it? Um, Picard. You know what's his name? John Luke. Patrick uh, Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yes, Sir and Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Stewart. Excuse me. But he, ins yeah. he he does not insist that you call him sir. There are some people over there that insist you call them sir. All right, but not him. Mm -hmm. He seems like a regular guy. Um, you know, obviously a Shakespearean actor. And what's good about it, what's good and bad about it is that as they go, and it's it's, it's like every sci-fi space opera move, uh, booking, I think of, you know, they have to find something. So they go to this plant, this happens, and, you know, it's just like a Western. <clears throat> is that, you know, the planet he lands on happens to be where the old commander of the ship lives, you know, with the... A uh, girl who was the um, the mind person, Whoopi Goldberg shows up in it. You know, the guy who played Data shows up in it. You know, it, it just oh, yeah. they, they just show up. That's you know, <laughs> but is the it, problem is Data still blind. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually he's I won't ruin the plot for you, but he's he's um he plays two parts in it. But um, what's good about it is, uh, or what they shouldn't do is at the beginning of each episode they'll say special guest, you know, Brent Spiner or something. You go, oh, you know, he's going to show up. Or, or if they didn't tell you, and if you're a Star Trek geek in a way. 
all of a sudden, boom, they're there. So they do that. And it's really good writing and very, you know, just kind of uh, good writing, you know, good dialogue and stuff. And um, But it's all about him. It's definitely all about him, you know, like kind of an, an old guy doing his last quest in our space. It's cool. It's really well done, Picard. Anyway, okay, I'm through, uh, you know, promoting stuff that we watch. Uh, Raven. Oh, I'm going to go to Club. Sorry, Club. Welcome club. to the TV Guide. Yeah, there you go. TV Guide section. Make more. Is that a cat there? And the, what's what's underneath the Bigfoot there? Get, a, get rid of that cat. In your electronic background. Is that a cat that Bigfoot's about to eat? No, I think it's a, I don't know, coyote or something. Okay, oh, no, that's right. Oh, that's okay. All right. It's a mixed well, breed, I think. Yeah. Is it? right. It's not real, Mac. Oh, it isn't okay. I got three real. I got three real ones around here. If you want to, want me to bring them up here. Three real coyotes. I yeah, you go there. Little fur balls. Oh, okay. Once again, there's a joke there, but the new Mac is letting it lie. Uh, anyway, so uh, Switch, you have a um, a segment to uh, something to tell us, right? Yes, I do. Okay, let's put in your plug uh, right here. Oh no, no, they call it a bumper. Okay. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. This, the source is from Harold T. Wilkins. Yes, yes. Uh, as I mentioned before, he uh, wrote several anthologies. This one's called Strange Mysteries from Time and Space. And I think we've all read these kind of great anthologies by people like Frank Edwards, uh, John Macklin, uh, uh, Vincent Gaddis, and, and on and on. Well, uh, I, I came across a chapter where he uncovers some of these really old documents describing bizarre cryptids from, from yesteryear. I mean, way back, hundreds of years ago. And um, <clears throat> I, I think of them as, uh, we've talked about Donald Omen before. He was the uh, the uh, reverend, the uh, priest, I'm not sure what his title was, but he uh, attempted to exercise Nessie back in the 70s, and uh, he was no slouch because he also made an attempt to exercise the Bermuda Triangle. Well, he coined this great term called the phantom menagerie, and uh, everybody knows how often I mentioned Keel, and Keel talked about these things as as uh, po possibly temporal, paraphysical transmogrifications of energy. And when you read some of these accounts, you wonder, I mean, sometimes these things just showed up, create havoc, and then they're gone. So what uh, what does that tell us about it? Anyway, um, he, there's this one uh, reference here, um, Abu Hassan al-Masadi. He was an Arab historian and geographer. He traveled uh, all the way through China, India, Egypt, Persia, and the Caspian region. Uh, approximately 946 AD, in his, uh, his uh, tome, his history, Meadows of Gold, he tells this story. Uh, and this story deals with a gentleman named Rashid. And he's hunting in the country near El-Masul. And he's got a white falcon with him. The falcon starts to is, is agitated. There's something wrong. Uh, he lets the falcon go. It, it goes off for a while. It, it takes a while to come back. And when it lands back on his hand, in its beak, it has something really bizarre, some strange creature nobody has seen before. It is sort of a, a, a cross between an insect, a serpent, mm. a fish. Uh, and, and again, it's just completely, it, it's something completely new. It has wings kind of like fin, uh, fins. Uh, it's a, essentially a flying serpent. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wilkins, in his research, some told him that uh, they have seen in Egypt and other countries uh, white serpents in the air, <clears throat> uh, moving like lightning. And uh, sometimes they would, uh, they, the claim was, they would land on an animal and kill it. Uh, sometimes, uh, uh, and flying by night, with a sound like, now get this, they described the sound as 
when new cloth is unfolded. <laughs> now, I'm going to confess I have not uh, unfolded much in the way of new cloth. What does I that think mean? I, I deal with a lot of hand-me-downs, so I, I can't really imagine Switch. exactly what that sounds like. But uh, some of these animals uh, move in the upper elements. Now, this makes me think of, remember the details about rods, people seeing these things, capturing these things on film, these like long, skinny fish. Uh, skyfish uh -huh. and it also conjures up uh, visions of uh, Trevor James Constable and his sky critters uh -huh. so you know who knows what uh, what is uh, uh, literally true and and what is more myth than reality can I just interject uh, something interject yes, go ahead skyfish is a great name for a band isn't it skyfish yeah I love it go ahead switchy yeah okay um <clears throat> Now, uh, 774 AD, seven, yeah, 774 AD. Now, this goes back, this is before the reign of the Byzantine Greek Emperor Leo IV. Now, of course, we all remember Leo IV from school, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, he, uh, uh, now there was a plague. You know, how many plagues are we dealing with, too? And uh, after the plague, there was a wave of bizarre animals. Again, we've got these uh, animals nobody has seen before, okay. and uh, they, you know, they show up and then they disappear. But uh, where they actually, where they came from, there was just no idea. It sounds like a uh, club's in... neighborhood, right? Don't with the cats and the dogs get together. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they came in droves. They were fearless, and you know how animals naturally fear man. These did not. Now they looked something like wolves. Their muzzles were small but long. Their ears were large like horses. Um, and again, uh, not like any animal that had ever been uh, uh, cataloged or, or seen before. The skin on the dorsal spine was very similar to the bristles on pigs, and they stuck straight up. Jeez. Now, it, it was reported in certain villages, these creatures, I mean, they, they just they tacked in droves. They devoured more than 100 people at one time sometimes. Uh, they would pursue people. Yes. Um, again, didn't fear man like, like a, a normal animal would. And if, if, if someone were to uh, try to face them and make their stand... These things would would just uh, viciously attack them. Really? Well, they would they would come into uh, to homes on property just and make their way in. They would carry off victims. Uh, dogs, for whatever reason, did not bark, and uh, they they so the the dogs weren't good for protection or giving off any warning. Uh -huh. uh, cattle were seen to start to disappear until the point where whole herds were gone. Um, they uh, they carried away sometimes two and three animals, goats or sheep at a time. Uh, when men were out and about, they would never go out alone. They went in two, two or three together. And uh, again, often they were attacked and ripped apart. Mm. A very, very heartwarming story, I mm. know. And eventually, they moved away. They went off to the uh, a different region in Armenia, and they were lost track of. So again, where did they come from? Where did they go? But apparently, if the story is true, they were very, very physical. It, they weren't having any hallucinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Here's another another story. Uh, again, uh, way back, 1205 A.D., uh, on the uh, 24th of June, the holy night of John the Baptist. Uh, thunder and lightning was experienced all over England. So often we're, we're dealing with plagues, thunder and lightning that seem to accompany these creatures or manifestations. A, a large monster was struck by lightning and killed. Wow. And when they examined it, it had the head of an ass. <laughs> no, don't insert your own joke there. Go ahead. It had the head of an ass. Being uh, and the belly you know of a someone human. like that. No, wait, hang. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, that's glad, his head up. His I'm ass. glad somebody inserted a joke there. <laughs> yes. uh, the, the corpse was scorched and uh, again just zapped and killed by lightning wow. and gave off a horrible stench. I, I hope this person you know uh, has good hygiene uh, club. <clears throat> now, from the uh, from he's, the Chronicon de Melrose yes. in, in the British Museum, uh, the monks monks of the uh, uh, sister uh, Sisterin Abbey. 
of Melrose mm -hmm. uh, describe an incident from 1065. Uh, and it's kind of under the heading of the devil, the black mare. They actually compare this uh, uh, to Loch Ness a little bit, because if you remember, if you go way back in time, uh, Nessie wasn't thought of as a plesiosaur. It was a water horse, and it was evil and would mm -hmm. carry off people into the water. Mm -hmm. And there, so you have, you know, of course, you have the uh, the the myths and the, the stories about the, the big black dogs and so forth. But mm -hmm. they also, there are several of them with uh, black horses. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was uh, at York. Um, it was a black horse of a very large size. It was preceded by a storm. And this thing was always seen flying. It doesn't describe wings or anything, but often going toward the sea. And then when it was seen, it was followed by a blast of thunder and a flash of lightning. And, and uh, the, the, the actual quote is, horrid cracklings. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty scary. Mm -hmm. uh, huge tracks were seen of enormous size, imprinted on a mountainside. And uh, the city of Scarborough... Uh, uh, was that area. Now, it, eventually, the thing plunged into the sea, was gone. But it had actually, again, uh, not very nice, it had stamped, uh, stopped several uh, victims to mm. death mm. with its hooves. Mm. So, uh, again, you know, what, uh, I don't know what to make, there's there's, there's so many more that Wilkins has, uh, uh, just crazy uh, references back in the old days. And you wonder, now, obviously, I mean, it's, it's probably, probably, probably uh, uh, true that many of these are simply uh, myths or tales and, mm. and so forth. But mm -hmm. in, in, contemporary, in contemporary times, we've had uh, many strange cryptids, things that show up uh, like, uh, you know, sort of one-off cryptids like the Dover Demon. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this little guy showed up in the 60s in Massachusetts. He looked like an emaciated gray without a flying saucer. Yeah, weird. And a couple people saw him and it was gone. The uh, the Enfield Horror in the 70s in mm. Illinois. Yes. A, a three legged beastie this poor guy had uh, uh uh arms coming out of its chest with pink <laughs> yeah, eyes yeah. a couple people saw it uh, one people got a shot one person got a shot at it and then it was gone didn't it pogo uh, stick I, it, it moved yeah. like a pogo stick or something right uh, yeah Damn it film. was uh, just just odd and i i know a researcher named zelia edgar who's written a great book called just another tinfoil hat presents hmm. and she coined a term that i'm very jealous that i didn't think of because you know we've talked about john keel his idea of transmogrifications of energy yes she calls these things lost in transmogrification oh excellent okay. and she also calls them that suggest they might be flopped projections you know if these things do manifest uh, you know keel was not concerned about what the spacecraft looked like he wasn't really concerned about what the creature looked like he wanted to understand the cosmic mechanism behind these things and so perhaps some of these if they are tempor temporal and if they do manifest perhaps some of them are just flopped projections out of the phantom menagerie and you know uh, that's why they don't last very long I, I think i don't know if i had uh three legs and arms coming out of my chest yes i, I don't i don't know what did the um what, what did the monster down in uh mississippi look like didn't he look like a big carrot with uh eyes in the middle of his stomach or something what was it that? the switch you would notice um, Mascagoula? I'm not sure. Mascagoula. You're not talking about the Pascagoula alien. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But they look a big okay. carrot, right? Well, they look kind of like uh, uh, the gray androids, sort of. They had uh, yeah, carrots for noses and ears. That's, and uh, I knew carrots uh, and, and very, uh, very bad skin. Um, okay. Uh, they probably could have used some kind of ointment. But, uh, wow. Maybe actually, they didn't have access to it. You ever think of that, Switchy? No, you don't. What's that? Is <laughs> that so maybe they didn't have access to it? Yeah, I mean, call them out on their bad skin. They didn't have blue cross. Yeah, that was cool. Possible. Okay, he's mad tonight because of his haircut. Anyway, yeah, please go on, switch it. Well, that's that's pretty much uh, what I have, except uh, you know, talking about like some of these other things that may connect. Um, it, we uh, it, it, uh, it there are, there's the, the big battle between uh, 
these things being flesh and blood and unknown and so forth, and others that suggest they might be completely, I don't know, pulpas or psychic projections or something. Mm-hmm. There's probably something in between. But uh, uh, when you when you look at, that, at these particular cases, which go way back hundreds of years, and some of the bizarre ones, you had the uh, – uh, what was it, Rochelle uh, Monster from Indiana, Rochelle, Indiana. Okay. And, of course, uh, we know we had Momo in Missouri. Momo. They all have nicknames. So I they had it. to uh, uh, they had to uh, have a nickname. So they called it Roro, which uh, sounds a lot like Scooby-Doo trying to form words. Yes, yes. Well, this thing, this thing kind of slowly manifested. People heard it, felt its breath. Uh, there was the stench. There was a pounding on the side of the house. And then later on, they started to actually see this thing, but it was translucent. And at one point, it started leaving footprints. And then eventually, it kind of dissipated. So it was like one of these things that just was slowly coming into existence as a kind of a classic Bigfoot, and then is gone again. Um, there is uh, There was the uh, case in uh, Nottingham, England, where three boys are at the canal and they see this mist rise up. And then there is a, they, they see this kind of a cloud and the lights and so forth. Two of them saw what looked kind of like a Bigfoot forming. They didn't use the word Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but the way to describe the outline of it sounded like a classic Bigfoot, but they could see right through it. It was never completely, never completely manifested. And so they're, they freaked out. They all three of them ran. The one, the one kid was a little unnerved, but he couldn't understand why the other two were so freaked out. He did not see the outline of a creature at all. He just saw the mist and the light. So um, these these things are uh, are very elusive, very temporal. Uh, although they appear to be paraphysical, they leave footprints. Sometimes they leave hair samples, uh, and they they show up and uh, they're, they're, they proceed to scare the hell out of people. And then, as John Keel uh, uh, decide, uh, uh, thought might happen, he mentions this in the Eighth Tower, which is kind of a sequel to the Mothman prophecies. He thinks that perhaps. Whenever they're done doing what they're doing or their energy dissipates, they just melt away. Here's my question, okay, being the devil's advocate here for a second. If if they have hair samples from something they don't understand, why isn't that, you know, at some big, big, big lab somewhere at Harvard or Stanford or something like that? Because for the most part, now a good example is Lee Hample. He's the uh, guy that runs a farm near Bray Road, retired uh, uh, mathematician and chemistry professor. he has actually collected hair samples of what appeared to be, to be coming from these dogmen. And he's got the, he's got the photographs, the, uh, the cameras, where he's gotten part of the dogmen kind of shadowy, mm-hmm. but all this bizarre technology uh, flying around, uh, the footprints, these five-toed footprints with a pad and heel that can't possibly exist, mm-hmm. that start nowhere, and then split into like two creatures and then disappear. But when you examine the hair, mm-hmm. there's no medulla. It's almost like these things are constructs or he knows, come he, out of, uh, he knows a lot about hair there and, club what is that explain I, what the medulla is please medulla uh, I, I i'm i'm not a biologist okay. but uh, it's got that little uh, thing in the second center of the of the hair it's like it's like um i don't know how to describe it it's like uh um it's like a a creature without a soul. Oh, a, okay. No, know, yes. it, it just doesn't have. Uh, it, it, it doesn't look like a normal hair sample from any other creature. Okay. but it's there. It's physical. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Lee Hample has tried to get universities. I mean, he has thousands of bizarre photographs over the last ten years. Yes, yes. And they won't touch it. They're afraid to touch it. Well, and here he's got a virtual laboratory I've right there before. by Bray Road. With yes. and, and if you. Uh, you know, if uh, you're lucky enough to attend one of the conferences out there or whatever, okay. he has people over, and you're just blown away for two hours seeing what he's got. Some of them are, are uh, out there on some of the uh, um, 
documentaries on YouTube. Yes. Uh, one of them is from the, the guys from Bucks County who were out there one night and hearing howls and seeing eye shine six feet off the ground. Huh. Um, but uh, they, uh, uh, people that attend those, I've, I've seen two times I've been there at his farm for a couple hours looking at the uh, uh, photographs. And also, he's been on my show, uh, The High Strangeness Factor, oh. on the Paranormal UK Radio Network. Spitchy. And uh, a, re- a great guy. And he's, uh, you know, he, he, when he went out there, he was, uh, uh, you know, making hay, <laughs> literally. Okay. And uh, the locals said, you know, there's a werewolf that lives back in the woods back there. Yeah. Huh? And he's thinking, are you crazy? I'm a scientist, you know. And then uh, he talked to some people that, that, had, that saw it, some credible people. And then he saw it a couple times himself. He's had missing time out there. Remind uh, us, what state the, is this? Some of the photographs of, of mechanical vehicles or something are bizarre. But what, what, what state is this in? Uh, this is Wisconsin, okay. yeah, in your Elkhorn, Wisconsin. i got to get out there. Yeah, reach your own conclusions there. So anyway, wow, Switch, that was very cool. You know, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, stories that have some age on them kind of reflect the, the time era. You know, we've talked about this before. Right. You know, I, I mean— it, 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 Some of the language is very hard, you know, because he's, uh, Wilkins is actually quoting some of the old documents. So it's very, very hard to read through some of that uh, language from so, hundreds of years ago, the way they express things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh, throw this to Raven. Wow. She, she looks like—oh, um, I've said it before. The librarian, right? The librarian. She has the librarian <laughs> look on with the— I know. Listen, we'll talk about, talk about um, um, <laughs> Susan, you look like the, uh, the dean of students. Do you know what I mean? Is that good or bad? That's great. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't know where that came from. It, 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 Raven, I sent you a photograph like two or three days ago, right? You used to talk about all these different kind of weird photographs. Remember the photograph of the ghost, yeah, of, the, the, ghost of the road? What was it, though? You tell me. Well, listen. We should have just, you should have just left it. It was this um, photo through your window down to your street, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all you see is like this, like, um, foggy, uh, opaque little figure. And it looked just like a little boy walking down your street. Yeah, That's what someone street. told me. And then I get a LOL. Oh, it's on my window. Uh, no, no, come on. I've never said LOL in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, was I, a, it was a smudge on the window. It was, it was um, oh. actually what it was was you have those windows, those crank windows, and just the way the sun was hitting it, I would I would look through. I was trying to figure out how to use the camera in my new phone that I got like six months ago, and I just took a picture and it looked like someone. It does. It looks like a, you could say, "Hey, here's a little kid walking along, make up a make up a story. Some kid was hit, whatever." And that's what it looks like. It looks so incredibly like that. It's just it the way the really two windows does. are. It does. Like it, it yeah. looks like some little kid. Yeah, it looks like a little kid walking down the street. Very strange. Yeah, very strange. Right. Wow. Sometimes the camera lens can pick up something that you can't see. So it's it's often fun to just take random pictures and then blow them up, look at them, and you say, "Wow." You know what's Whoa. crazy? I actually I forgot what to bring this? this up a couple weeks ago. I emailed you about this Mac, and then I totally forgot to tell you about it. Go ahead. We had an experience where um, I had to bust out my emergency sage again. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Raven and I were downstairs minding our own business, watching 90 Day Fiance, and all of a sudden, uh, our TV is always like ridiculously high because like neither of us can hear anything. Go ahead. So it took me a minute, and all of a sudden, I realized that the music that we were hearing on the TV wasn't actually coming from the TV. So I was like, we got to like pause this. Like, what's going on? Our Alexa up in our bedroom just kicked on Uh some song. Neither of of us even know what the song was. It wasn't a song we'd ever heard of. We would never play it. Nothing. And it was playing at 
this is the other thing. Like our our Alexa is set to like a medium ish yes. um, volume. Yep. This was playing at high volume. It was so freaking loud. So I took my phone out and I was like filming to see if I could find anything. Yes. There's nothing. Like nothing showed up. And on our um, camera, because we have a camera in our hallway, right. it totally skipped that like that three minutes of time that all of this took place in. You're kidding me? Wow. See, it would scare so, like to me. That's like a different version of there's someone up in the room upstairs type thing. You know, they're whispering into the Alexa. You know, play. Yeah, wow. It, yeah, it was. And as soon as like I hit like the second or third step up the stairs, the music mm -hmm. stopped. Go ahead. And oh, really? Yeah, said, yeah. Huh. Like Alexa, stop, yeah, stop or anything like See, that. See, those it things just... are creeped out, man. They're, they're haunted, haunted Alexa. Wow. I remember one time, uh, I'll give it time to kill. I came home from school, like high school. You know, okay, we lived in this old house in Boston where I grew up. And my mother's waiting at the door. She goes, There's someone up in the attic. I'm like, Oh, man. You know, I'm like, I don't know, 13 or 14, right? What am I going to do? So, I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, you can hear them talking in the attic. I'm like, shit. So I go up the stairs, you know, and I said, um, uh, my grandfather was a knight of Columbus. <laughs> he had a sword, but I didn't know where it was. I'm thinking, what am I going to do with a sword? So she gives me a broom. So I'm a broom, okay? And, I'm walking up the and I can hear two people talking up there. It was weird. It was strange. Went into this real back room, and in the in the bottom drawer of the dresser there was an old, small, reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder, and it just started on its own. And it was someone talking to someone. It was the creepiest thing, man. Wow. I'm standing it started there with, playing and there was Yeah. In the middle it was all it, threaded from reel to reel. It was just, just it, wherever it stopped was in the middle. You know, the right. batteries wore out and no one can remember those those, you know, reel those reel tape. But and and just to jump on that story yeah, was the night that um one of the times we had Barbara with on, she told the story about how she was um uh house sitting a house and she woke up in the middle of the night and she heard waltz and music and she looked down and she saw what she believed were ghosts, uh, spirits of people waltzing, right? So I went home that night and so as not to wake up Lois, I just crashed on the couch. I'm sure I was, you know. Uh, anyway, I wake up and I can hear waltz music. I'm going, this is insane. And I could hear it. And I'm like outside listening. I thought it might be on the car. I thought my um, Walkman or whatever I had, you know, was on. I shut off everything in the house. Couldn't find it. Finally went up into this closet where I put all the Christmas stuff. And, you know, it, it was a music box, which was a globe that had snow coming down on the scene. And you know, and it just started playing. And it was a waltz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, snow globes that have yeah, like yeah, music yeah. box in the bottom. I mean, and that's, just like, you don't wind them up or nothing. They just turn on. Well, that's what happened. And we just had me time about waltz. I told Bob of that. And she said, see? You know how she was. And it's a music box that was up there forever. Up and forever. It had batteries in it that probably would have been dead by then. Just started playing. Yeah, how did it play? Two, two I, in I've the got morning. A Mothman photograph story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the, go ahead. Switch it, please. Okay. Well, about uh, 10 years ago, the, uh, in the infamous TNT area, where they used to store munitions for World War II, there's still 100 of those bunkers, those concrete igloos out there. But one night, one of them blew up. It blew its concrete top off and the metal doors out. Turned out somebody, uh, people had uh, either bought or rented some of these for private interest. Some clown had stored some explosives in there that were illegal. And uh, late one night, actually a couple of my friends were out there down that same road, not as far down it. They went they went back and retired early. But it, you know, so the, uh, the next, next weekend, we went down there to check it out. And we found somebody was out there that night and, and uh, a little ways away, but they, were, they took pictures of the flames and everything that were shooting up in the sky. So we're looking at this video and you're looking in the flames. It looks like there's this winged thing 
kind of <laughs> flapping its wings a little bit. Really? And I'm looking at it. I never, I never buy any of this stuff, you know? And I'm looking, I think, man, this almost looks legitimate. Well, they really, after a while, they kept looking at it and they, they figured out it was another, it was a smudge on the windshield of the car because <laughs> the guy was taking the picture through the windshield. But man, did that for a few moments. That yeah. really looked like the, the curse of the Mothman was hovering over the TNT area. And, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, the, the, the winged Garuda had struck again. But no, it was just <laughs> a, a, a winged smudge. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, hey, Susan, oh. I started, did I ask you already? You how did you get interested in this? Were you interested in this as a kid, or did something happen to you or something? That... Not that I know of. I mean, I can't think of anything, but ever since I can remember, it's just always intrigued me, mm. and I just followed and read anything I could mm. and watched anything I could about it, yep. and it's just interesting interested me yeah uh, susan did, did you did you run off to your uh local library looking for books because that's what i did back in the in the in the 60s way before computers i haunted the local library looking for any book i could get on ufos or anything like that yes and they they weren't you'll know i mean they, they weren't easy to find right right, right. around for them but a lot of them were really good and uh, a lot of them were just cinco but yeah yep yeah, yeah. um just an interesting topic yeah, I, Max, some of the ones I found were some of the old contact ebooks like George Adamski and, oh, yeah. and uh, Ophio Angelusi. And I always wanted to make uh, photocopies of the of the great pictures of these UFOs, even though they turn out to be fake. But still, oh, wow. and back in those days, now this is the 1960s, in order to make a photocopy, you had to make two of them. You got the negative, and then you took the negative and put it down there to get the positive. Really, yeah. Each one cost a quarter. A pain in the 50 ass. 50 cents back yes. in the 60s yeah, yeah. is like a, a lot of money. Well, not quite like a paycheck for a week, uh -huh. but it was uh, it was a pretty penny. Yep, it's like twenty bucks or something like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It was, but still, and, and and the and the finished product, you know, you lost a lot of detail going through. Yeah, yeah, to, sure. Uh, yeah, um, I used to go to the library, and I was a big sci-fi fan, and they had a very um, small selection of science fiction books that I wanted to read. You know, like I, um, Robert Heinlein. We talk about the Switch and Eisen, right. you know, those guys, right? Um, but I went through them pretty quickly, and Right next to it were the UFO books for some reason. And I found out that sci-fi writers hate UFOs and, you know, vice versa. But that's, you know, if I couldn't find a good science fiction book, uh, you know, I'll read this. And that's how I got into it. And the books they had there were Donald Kehoe's books. And if you're yeah. going to read the first UFO book, he'd be the guy to read, you know, because he was a major in the Marines. And he believed this stuff. And he really documented a lot of very strange cases. So that's how it came to me. Anyway, wow, huh? Susan, what's the strangest thing that's ever happened to you? What's the strangest thing you've ever seen? I'm going to go around to everyone with this question. I mean, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen? Is it the thing that you caught in your field camera there with the, with the big ears in back of your house? I would have to say that's, uh, Pretty that's it. I mean, I've seen things that I can't explain, but I'm sure, you know, were explainable. But this, that one incident, that was weird. Too many. You know, things happened in like chronological order, and then for us to have the batteries, new batteries in the trail cam, and like I mentioned, the trail cam takes a still photo, and then the next thing it does is takes forty-five minutes of movement of that first still photo. Oh wow! And for that weird thing, whatever it is, um, to just show up on the night that I swear I saw something. You know, I see a lot of drones. I told you that. Yep. And I swear I saw something go down behind the barn. And the next day I was like, go get the, you know, the chip out of the trail cam. 
And there was that picture, and that was the last picture. No more power on the trail cam. I should so just explain. Brand new batteries were dead. That was the last photo there, and there was no 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 video. So mm-hmm. that was it. Right. And you know, I'm it may, might be explainable, but it's a pretty crazy looking little picture. Thing, yeah, it's, it looks like some kind of uh, Susan sent to me. It looks like a um, almost like a comic book character in a way where it has big ears and right and big eyes or creepy eyes yeah. or whatever. And it's just it it it's looking into the camera in a way. It's almost like shocked that oh boy, there's a camera there, and then boom, you know, it did. What, but it was very strange, and it's it's not an illusion. It's not. You know, there's something no. there. There's something there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And that night you heard, you saw drones flying overhead. You heard noises and so on, right? Yes. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I saw the, so there's 125 acres of cow pastures behind us. Ooh. We had a mysterious cow death that I walked up and could find no reason why the cow died, but it could have just died of old age. Who knows? Okay. But the back pasture was lit up. It almost looked like when you pull up on a um, like a high school field where they're playing, playing football at sure. night and yep. all the stadium yep. lights are on. Yeah, it was all illuminated back there, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I sent you Mac the um, the little sound clip that I had. Yes, yeah, that that's all very weird. Just got this crazy noise. Mm-hmm. And first, I was uh, recording the sound you could hear wild turkeys like gobbling back there. Okay, and then you hear this like screech and this mechanical whirring sound and i sent it to mac and he wrote back and said what the h is that there's that being very uh, clean there's something going on i don't care what anybody says are you out in the middle of nowhere or do you have people near you or what so the house to the left of me um has been deserted for years and then the next people are probably three or four miles away and then the house to the right of me burnt down so that's empty holy and then probably two or three miles down the road. So I kind of am, but yeah. you, mm. you can hear in the footage, you know, traffic. I'm right off the highway, so there's lots of cars. Oh, okay. By, yeah, funny. Yeah. As far as people. And how many guns do you own? Please tell us. <laughs> um, more than two. More than Let's two. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't need guns. Her property is mine. There you go. So if there's any trespassers, and <laughs> will see you later. Alligator. Wow, huh? Wow. So I'm going to, uh, real quick, go around uh, the, uh, hold on, as they say in the biz. Raven, I mean, what's the, if you had to pick, what's the strangest thing? Doesn't that be paranormal? Just the oddest thing you've ever seen? I, I mean, I, I would classify this as paranormal just because I, I have no way of explaining it. But very long story short, I got my hands on a wheelchair a while ago, hmm. uh, approximately 11 years ago. Okay. And, you know, we got some drinks. And we went to uh, the hill at Virginia Ave Park and we were sledding with the wheelchair because it was snowing. We had like six feet of snow. Right. Oh. So I this is back when like you had like those big, big, like big cameras and I was taking pictures okay. and we caught like all sorts of orbs. And I didn't see any of this until the next day uh-huh. when I had downloaded everything on my computer. So <laughs> I was seeing all these orbs and then a friend was sitting in the wheelchair. We were just about to push him down the hill in it. And all you see is like all of this, what can only be described as smoke. And in the wheel of the wheelchair was the profile of a face. And it looked like it was like a child. You could see an ear and you could see like the nose, like um, almost looked like hair was kind of flopping over. Like it had features, but it was just the profile. And I have no idea what happened to this photo. And it bugs me every single day because I think about this all the time. And I just have no way of explaining it. And it was so crazy to see that. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's going to top anything I have. Switch. What's the What's the weirdest thing you've seen other than? I've talked about it before on the show. This is really a, nothing much ever happens to me, but I okay. went out to the TNT area alone one night just to see if I had the intestinal fortitude to do it, you know, to impress the chicks, you know, okay, sure. even okay. though there were no chicks around anywhere. Yeah, but, and uh, I, I came back to my uh, motel room across the river. Yes. I opened the door, TV set turned on by itself and started flipping through channels consistently. Yeah, cool. Okay. And, and I did, and I, I did what any... Any uh, intrepid paranormal investigator would do. I unplugged it and went to bed. Yes. Now, actually, actually driving back, I experienced a couple flashes of light, like a couple strobe lights. And when I got in, the first thing I thought of, I wonder if I had missing time. So I looked at the clock, and I didn't think I did. But later on, I thought, well, you know, I didn't write any of this down. So, and then very quickly, a year later, I'm in the room and, and next to that one in the same motel yes. with a couple of my bu uh, uh, buds. We're, yeah. we're in there saving money because we didn't have any money. Go ahead. And uh, that night, the TV set turned on by itself. It's one of the, the same kind of an old-style TV. The and then that was it. And then the next day, uh, one guy and I went in to get something. TV set turned on by itself again, mm -hmm. went through a couple stations and stopped. So we tried to scientifically see if we could you know, aim the control through walls or whatever. Nothing right. happened. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the conclusion is, a few years later, at the Mothman Festival, in the room next to that one, Go ahead. Uh, we, couple, two couples were in there, people we know. And it's a bigger room, and they have one of these more modern TVs, uh, like a smart TV. And they're having trouble with the volume. The volume keeps getting lower and lower, and they keep cranking it up, and then all of a sudden it starts blasting. And they went through this a few times, yes. and then call it a pop can, call it a soda can or whatever on the nightstand, decides to fly off the the, that, uh, the table. Wow. And so here, my theory is that I brought back something with me, yes. but fortunately it stayed there flipping channels all these years and never came home with okay, me. Okay, good for you. Switchy. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you know. Some orphan energy that decided to uh, take residence in that room. I, I, I don't know, but man, when I, I saw that TV set... <laughs> flipping through channels. Yeah, yeah. No, this does no, I'm the guy this doesn't happen to. This happens to <laughs> other people and they tell me about it or I read it in a book. Hey, I have a million jokes for that, but the new Mac is settled down a little bit. Club, what's the weirdest thing you've seen outside of the IRS? Well, I, I can't compete with some of these stories, but quickly we had a, a camp up in Maine. It was on a lake and uh, it was out in the boondocks. And I'll tell you, we used to have things that come on there at night that would make strange humming noises. They, there was a, there was like they were in a pair. There was like two of them. You can see shadows when there were the sky was so clear, you know. But on full moon nights, it was the only time that we, they were always predictable. You knew when that was going to happen. And one night, they come up on the at a screen porch, and they actually come up on the porch. I could hear them. I was upstairs. And heard that it's like a buzzing noise. And I come running downstairs and you hear them scuttle. But then they ended up doing something they never did before. They went in the water. They headed into the water. And I never saw them after that. They weren't, you know, they, we had beers and deer and, and moose and all that. It was nothing like that. But it was the strangest thing. And, and this went on for about a month. That sounds and, like a uh, But it was walker. a little over my, because we had a couple of full moons. But that was, if I recall, it was the only two times that we were visited by them. And neighbors said you used to hear that buzzing noise coming around the house, and they didn't know what it was. They knew it was some kind of animal. So whatever it was, I was ready to uh, go out with a, I, I, with a rifle. That's how, because my wife was getting kind of, she didn't want to stay there after the second time. And I said, nah, don't worry about it. And uh, I was going to go out and get a gun just because, oh. the sh you know, I didn't want to, I wasn't going to shoot anything, oh. but I was ready to get a gun just to have it to show her it. 
So it was mm. just an odd thing. How many guns do you want? That sound like to you, Raven? You said you, you think it sounded like a skinwalker. That's, yeah, that sounded like a skinwalker to me, but I don't know what the heck it was, but uh, it was really strange. Okay, here we go. Another, one, one. Another beast out of the Phantom Menagerie. Yeah. yeah. No. One, one. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? Well, the weirdest thing that's ever happened is a, is yeah. a classic one right. that uh, was seen. Well, I wasn't the only one that saw this. I was working at a high-tech place in Maynard, Massachusetts, a big computer company. Look out the window, and this is an old building, old old buildings of old town. This the, the the factory that was there before it was a computer company, before it was Digital Equipment Corporation was a was a uh, Acibet <coughs> woolen mill that made blankets for the Civil War for both the North and the South. It's been it was been around since the early 1800s. It's on the Assabet River in the town of Maynard, Massachusetts. Old town, old stuff. So I'm looking out the window, just staring out the window, you know, what the heck is, you know, kneeling out the window like this. Mm. And I, and it's, it's sort of, this window sort of points at the town. So it's a sub shop in the, uh, the newspaper store and places like that. And there's this woman walking down the sidewalk with it looked like something out of the Wild West. She had like this long dress on with this, ornate hat and she had a parasol and it, you know, it was suddenly up but she had this parasol and it was up and I'm going wow that this this woman definitely is wearing a period piece maybe she's an actress or something and she's but other people have seen this woman from time to time and I, and I also thought it was somebody just trying out a costume or something you know just see if it's if it's suitable for wearing when it's you know 70 degrees out because it really looked like out of the out of the the old west and some other employees said yeah yeah we saw we've seen that before too and you know a bunch of people seen it from time seen her from time to time and apparently she was a, a woman that just lived in the area and she's you know been long deceased but that's kind of uh what they wore back then it's, it's nothing unusual if you were alive then that's what you'd be wearing and you'd be going downtown with a parasol and you know picking up a loaf of bread or something but Hmm. That was weird because <clears throat> I never usually see anything weird, ever. I hope for something, never see it. Hmm. And I didn't even think that was weird when I started. I thought it was some legit person in a costume, maybe for some local theater company or something. Uh -huh. sure. Funny. Hey, Mac, can I, I just want to add to what Juan had to say. Good. Something very timely today about Dick, about digital. In the Boston Globe today, they had an article about employees that used to throw their computers out the window into the pond. One, one. Yep. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. I think Juan's frozen. I why would they? Yeah, it. he's frozen with fear. Why, why, but, why were they doing that? Why? why? Uh, uh, the, uh, I, I guess they having trouble with them. And I think it was around the time they were going down the, uh, they, when they go getting bought out by Compact. Yeah, yeah. And, but they, the, owner, uh, the founder, of course, was Olson. And he denied it, mm. but it was a. I just read the article briefly, but it was really something that the town had always believed that the employees used because they, apparently this factory building there was the old plant was right on the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it's a it's a thing that they had in town. But then at the end of the article, it said the pond has been drained a few times over the years, and they never found Nothing anything. There. But I, again, what? I didn't get into the article deeply. But for some wow. reason, when they had trouble with their computers or whatever, yeah. The rumor was that the they window. used to throw them out the window right into the pond. There was a time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It made me think about when he mentioned Dick because, yeah. obviously, he 
Yeah, that's what it was all about. There was a time digital was on top of the world. I mean, they were on top of the world, yeah, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom! And like well, Wang, out, but. and Wang, Wang, when the old man died, boom! Give it to the kid. It's like a movie, you know. He goes bankrupt in about three years. So, um, the strangest thing that ever happened to me, and it's not really strange. It's um, well, it happened to me when I was a kid. First of all, one time I was uh, a quick one. Uncle Al and I were driving home one night, uh, down to Plum Island, and um. It was like someone took. We're in this, uh, this this street that leads to my street. It was like someone took a dog. I know it's strange, and threw it onto the hood of the car. Because all of a sudden, boom! There's a dog in the hood of the car. I'm going, what the? F- what is this? Okay. Oh my god! What'd you do? Hit him? Maybe? No, no. It, it was. It was not. We didn't hit him. He just. It was almost like he jumped up on the hood, in a way. It was strange. And then you know, Al stops the car, and the dog slides off. There's snow and stuff. We had just been to the galley for about three or four hours, and. Um, and then the dog ran alongside. We, we get out, and the dog's fine. He's running around. He's okay. No leash, nothing. Never saw the dog before. And um, we got back in the car. We didn't know what to do. We got back in the car, and he, and he followed the car and then pulled into my driveway. He was still there, and we just told him, like, go home, go home. And he's just a weird dog. He, he thought he belonged to us or something. This is after we hit him. And um, never saw him again. Never saw him again. And in that little he neighborhood, was reincarnated. I don't know. In that little neighborhood, you would, you would, you know, you know the dogs. You know, you know the dogs. And there's not many of them, and they're not, they're not off their leash like ever because the uh, environmental Nazis. I mean, cops will, you know, come right down on you. <laughs> so it's strange to see an unleashed dog in the first place, you know. Um, <clears throat> but the strangest thing was when I was in the fourth grade. We lived in Boston, when, and we, oh, here they are. Call me right now. Oh wait, it's one. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Cigarette break. Hello. Who's this? Oh. All right. <laughs> yes. What happened? Uh, nothing. You're oh. in now, though. You're in now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Wow. <laughs> you lost time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that my lost time? What happened to the past 15 seconds? So anyway, I was in the fourth grade as a little kid, and we went to visit relatives in Philadelphia. And... um we went to, and my cousin at the time was like the, the, this pitcher for the high school team. He was pitching the last game before summer started. He said, you want to go with me? So I'm like, how, how old are you in the fourth grade? Ten? Nine or ten? Yeah, something okay. like that, nine. So I'm sitting there in the stands, and probably, and I've talked to the, about this before, probably, I don't know, like I'm on third baseline and over on the first baseline, is this woman from where I grew up in my neighborhood. And I can see her, and... Um, she dressed a certain way. We'd walk him back and forth to, to go to grade school, and she'd always be out in the corner smoking a butt, right? And she just dressed a certain way. You could just kind of tell. And she always had her hair up and stuff. And there she was. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, I don't really know her, but should I go over and say, hey, here we are from the same part of uh, Dorchester in Boston? But I didn't. And, um, yeah, we, we left the game. I always thought about it. I used to see her again. I always wanted to go up to her and say, hey, were you in Philadelphia, you know? Um, it was just a strange thing. It was a strange, and it got me really thinking that, hey, not every, you know, because I don't know what it was. I mean, it, it, it was her. What can I say? Just standing there. And, um, it got me really thinking, even as a kid, that not, you know, that not everything you see is what exists or whatever that saying is, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway. I was a glitch in the matrix. Do we have a double in the world? Does every person on the earth have a, have a double at some place else or... I believe that's true. Really? I, I, can see Club, I can see Club having a uh, <laughs> doppelganger. I can see Susan having one. I don't think I would have one. 
you know? Max sees somebody that looks like me 10 years from now. That's kind of bizarre. Well, here's the weird thing. You want to hear something about that, brother, before we uh, bring the train into the station? So we go down, Lois and I, every once in a while, we go down the beachcomber. Everyone, most of the people here know about the beachcomber. So beachcomber rocks. Yeah, we see this guy, and he looks just like Juan Juan, but 10 years from now. Okay, he has gray hair, but he looks and he acts and he moves like, and I'm saying out there, I'm going, look at this guy. It's Juan Juan from the future. So she goes, yeah, 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 and we didn't really think about it. Then we keep seeing him. We keep seeing him, okay? So I said, I got to go up and talk to this guy. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows, right? So then the other night, our car mysteriously breaks down in front of the uh, cottage, which is the only liquor store on Plum Island. We pushed the car into the parking lot, and I went to tell you know, the, the owner that a uh, wrecker is coming. Who's at the? Who's who's buying a bottle of vodka? One one from the future. What are the chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I definitely believe everyone has a doppelganger. And Mac, I know for a fact you have one. Oh really? And LL can back me up on this Tell because me when we were in New Hampshire back in September, stop um, right there. Yep. We were on the beach, nice. and not only did we see someone that we a hundred percent thought was you, and almost went up and said hi to him. Go he ahead. was with someone who looked like Lois. How do you know it wasn't us? <laughs> Probably it, was him. Yeah. We got a little closer and I'm like, dang, that isn't them. And then I tried to take a picture of them and they saw me. Was I in my Speedo? Was I in my Speedo? <laughs> <laughs> no. But it, this, oh. it was the craziest thing. Like I, I, Both of us thought that you guys were there. It uh-huh. was so wild. Okay. Uh, remember the Twilight Zone episode with uh, Martin Milner and Vera Miles? Go ahead. Where it, it, they're in a... Uh, uh, a train station and Vera Miles keeps seeing her double Ooh, in the yes. mirror in the bathroom or whatever. She keeps freaking out. Martin Milner thinks she's nuts and they, the police take her away. And then some guy that looks like Martin Miller grabs his briefcase at the very end and he's chasing him down the street. And, you know, it's just a uh, very simple plot. But yep. of course, it's the way the, the story is directed and scripted that right. makes it so cool. You know, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, not, it's not complicated or anything. It doesn't you know? have it's to like, be. Wow. Yeah, and then what? Only twenty-two like, or twenty-three minutes with commercials. Yeah, know? yeah. So. And it does the trick to really, really like get under your skin and freak you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's tricky. Real quick, we have like a minute left. What is the yes. Twilight Zone episode? I think William Shatner is in it, where they go to a diner, and every time they play yes. the jukebox. Yep. Man. Yeah, yeah. They there's there's the uh, he's with his wife. And they're in this little town, and uh, you you put the the ten cents in or the penny, yep. and it gives you your fortune. Yeah, that's and it. And it starts giving them all this dire stuff, and they, they start to believe it because they almost get hit by a car or whatever. And of course, by the end, they decide to take charge and get out of there. And then you see an older couple that has been there for years because they keep following. The funny part of that is, if you look online, yep. there is a a meme or whatever where you see William Shatner in, in that scene with the. Uh, uh, the, the little thing where you put the penny in mm-hmm. and on the top of it, instead of the devil, it's Mr. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Leave him left. Wow. Huh? What's the, do you remember there was in a bunch of episodes? Yeah, he was in a bunch of, yeah, yeah, he was in the, uh, was in nightmare too. at 20,000 feet or yep. whatever it was. Oh, that was, a, yeah. that was the, the thing best on the one. wing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. One of the best ever. Have you ever felt, a, a, um, I've been laying on the bed before and thought uh, I felt a pet walking up behind me oh. and you can feel it walking up. You can feel the sheets getting tight and uh-huh. you know something's coming over yep. and I'll roll over and nothing's, nothing's there. there. Mm. And you're like, I know I just felt something on the bed with me. Yeah, Has yeah. that ever happened to any and of you? Just for the record, no. I was yes. nowhere near there. Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now, testimony later. You know what happens to me a lot? But is you're projecting that- yourself being there though. 
<laughs> Another show. I, I hear like I can. I swear I hear someone coming up the stairs, coming to the door. You know, she's like taking a shower or something. I think oh, I gotta get out. You know, and no one's there. You know, I, I mean, I hear I yell out, yeah, yeah, you know, and no one's there. No one's ever there. But it's weird. I keep hearing it. You know, I keep hearing yeah. someone come home. Basically, yeah. You know? We've yeah. had it happen, and uh, our animals will look towards the staircase like they hear it too. Yeah, yeah. Animal behavior. Yeah. See, animal behavior is the thing to go by because humans are always going to be, you know, who they're going to be, you know, whatever. They're going to be um, concentrated on a certain thing and whatever it is. But animals don't think like that. You know, if animals act, if something happens. So I remember one once in, you had a cat once that would act a certain way when someone would come into the room. And all of a sudden the cat acts a certain way when someone comes into the room and owns in the room. Right, Juan? It would circle. It would circle something in the living room. Looking up at it as if there was a face who was looking, and there was nobody there, but he's circling it and sniffing and circling. Yeah, see, what the what would the cat? You know, why is he doing that? He's not doing it just. I I have a cat that gets up in the bathroom window and looks across the street, kind of kitty corner, to an old cemetery that goes back to the Revolutionary War. Wow, I've never seen anything in there, fortunately, (laughs) but. She kind of stares the out there sometimes and checking things out. Really, yeah. I think cats are really aware of th- of things. If there's anything paranormal in a room, the cat's going to pick it out. Mm. You know what else they're aware of? When you open the can of food, yeah, they, they automatically <laughs> or, or shake the treat bag. Shake the treat bag. Oh, oh my god! Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, cats and dogs. Dogs have that kind of sense too. You know, you know. They I've do. heard of people. You know, relatives say the dog mild for thir- for twelve years. One night gets up and starts barking at something in the kitchen. And nothing's there. Mm-hmm. How creepy is that? You know, but yeah. you know why is he why is he doing it? He's not doing it just for the hell of it. He's doing it because he mm-hmm. thinks there's something there. Yep, yeah. and we just can't see it. Yeah, animal behavior is really kind of odd. You know. So anyway, talk about odd. Time to bring the show into the station. No, time to bring no. the train to the station. It's time to go. Who do we gonna? gonna say who do we get rid of first? No, listen. <laughs> Susan, but that t- IPA is really hitting home, isn't it? But I'll tell you, you know what? Uh, there's a whole story behind that, how this IPA happened to get into the station, but it's too long to tell now. <laughs> but all I can remember is the time that uh, Coco brought up um, that IPA celestial something that looks like a big star throwing up little stars or something like that. Remember? Yeah. He left the six-pack here. We drink the six-pack, and next thing we know, you know, we don't know what day it is. Because he didn't tell us it was an IPA. That's the things about IPA is that they sneak up on you, you know, as you can tell. Mm. Anyway, why don't we end the show real quick and try to as, as dignified as possible. Susan, thank you for joining us. Would you do it again? Would thank you do you, it Susan. again? Thank you, Susan. You did great. Would you do it again, Susan? I would. If you give me someone else, I'll, I'm happy. Juan, Juan. Be happy with my work. I'll do 10 more, five more questions. 10 for one one. I love you all. 10 for really? one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Just anything you want to ask him. And you can get as personal as you want. As personal because, uh, as you want. Yeah, my wife always tells me that I yeah. never shut yeah. up. <laughs> ask him what's in that second closet that he has. Okay. It's not just Rolling Stone gear. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. I'd love that. Thank you. We all Talk week. to me about the stones. Club, thank you for joining us. Club, the adult in the room. Club. Uh, my pleasure. Where are those Twinkies? Are they within? Tonight. Yeah, I, you know, it was really uh, uplifting. Much. It was uplifting. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what, <laughs> the club, what percentage would you say it was enjoyable <laughs> as opposed to it wasn't, wasn't so enjoyable? What percentage? percentage? Twitch wants to know. Uh, I don't want to, don't put me on the spot. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, it was high, it was a high enjoyable. Okay. High, okay, all right. I, I, I felt favorable. Now I can go and have a couple of drinks and get over it. Go ahead, okay, <laughs> only a couple. Only a couple tonight, that's a win. 
Take a switch. I mean, uh, club, club. Where's your Twinkie? Are they are the Twinkies within reach? Yeah, they are. Why well, you want one? Well, let's see. Let's just see it here. So. I have a personal question. Where's your Twinkie? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, switch. Is That's that what you mind? Devil dogs, tonight. dogs tonight. Devil oh, dogs, you son of a. I used to love devil dogs. And what are those? You gotta put them in your refrigerator. Oh, those big. Oh, my stomach yeah, hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. We used to put devil dogs in the refrigerator all the time. What is that? Holy what? smoke! What the hell is oh, that? Oh my goodness! What are you doing? Do, are you are, are you, you on a diet? In your pantry? <laughs> Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Holy my, cow, my kettle corn. So I spend a lot of time here with radio and TV, so I have to say <laughs> thanks, Andy. And my That's wife good. is always on a diet. Yes, and yep. So, you know, and that used to tempt her, so she lost oh, a lot of weight. It's a tempting years me. Ago. The problem is now, every once in a while, she stays up later than me. I hear her in this room. Yeah, <laughs> you really? Forging around? But, but 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 uh, we really have to go now. But but uh, club, you're in good shape. You're not. Uh, you know. You yeah. don't look like uh, me and one one. Oh, I, well, because I exercise a lot. Yeah. Well, so do we. Okay. Do you really? Well, what, I don't know. What do you do for exercise? What do you do for exercise? I saw that, Susan. <laughs> our left hand. <laughs> well, like Popeye on our left arms. What do you do for exercise, that club? I do two miles a day on a treadmill and do some weights and uh, <laughs> sometimes the bike. Well, no. Not a, not a lot. And only five days a week. He has to look like God, so he just has to maintain. He has to maintain. Yeah, very good. Well, thanks. That's all. You don't have to go tougher and tougher every day, though. Switch. Yes. Do we say goodbye to you yet? Um, goodbye. Okay. It was right. a great show. Right. Thank you for not bringing the cats while we were on air, okay? Actually, uh, uh, Keel's right here. Yeah, uh, we don't want to see below him. the camera. Okay, that's good. Keep them there. Thank you, Switchy. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Raven, you know, it's that time of the night. I know. Mm. I don't like this time of the night, but thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Well, thank you for joining us. And coming up very soon is um, Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Coming very, very soon. Stay tuned. We'll let you know what happens. So Looking exciting. forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Me too. One, one, thank you as usual. I'm saluting you. I'm pretending you're cooking. Okay. Thanks. You changed your hat halfway through. Why? I, I don't know. I just felt like it. Really? Yeah, interesting. like switching it out. Uh, really, yeah. Another slice of JJ's life. So listen, very go. quickly, why don't I do the plugs? Home Star Troops is an organization that raises money for our veterans uh, who are hurt in combat after 9-11. So that'd be the Afghan War and the Iraq War. And these are people who came home, maybe missing a limb or whatever. And so what Home Star Troops does is that they build them a home that is adapted to uh, you know, what is ever going on in their lives. So it would be like not a lot of stairs, low counter space, low switches, uh, light switches and stuff like that. And when they build these homes, after they're done, they tear up the mortgage, they give them the keys, they don't have to pay for it. It's their house, they deserve it. And they can go out into the workplace or whatever and lead as normal lives as they can. These people gave up a lot and hour for our freedom to let us do stupid stuff like this. So please go to Homestar Troops and donate. I tell them the 88 cents of the charity dollar goes to our veterans. And I should say in two weeks, we're going to have a World War II trivia contest and we're going to have an Army Ranger who is uh, Bill Ivey, who is, who, uh, is also with Homestar Troops. He's going to be competing. Now, you remember General Tom has been on three or four times and um, hasn't really done that good. So we'll see what happens to, uh, with uh, uh, Rage of Bill Ivey, who's on. Uh, this is Homestar Troops. Also, I should say that um, Homestar Troops is in Taunton, Massachusetts, which is kind of near where we are. They've invited us all down to Massapoit, Massachusetts, in May. They, they have a house built down there, and they're going to give it to one of the veterans. And they were nice enough to ask us down. Anyone who wants to go down from the show would be kind of cool to actually see this in action, you know. Best point is, I guess, down in New Bedford. So we're looking forward to that. But we're looking forward to when them joining us in a couple of weeks. Homes for our troops, 
just go online and uh, Google them and uh, see what they're up to. I think that's it. Do we have anything else to plug, gang? Ravens. Behind Strangeness Factor on the Paranormal UK Radio Network. Go ahead. On the same network, you can hear Mac Maloney's Military Expo. Fortnite. Every yes. fortnite? You still say that? Uh, you, you just, uh, it, well, it's usually released on a Tuesday. It's a podcast. Go ahead. And you can find a backlog of uh, the last four years of a bunch of shows. Really? So you do it uh, twice a month? Uh, no, once every fortnight. See what I mean? Yeah. You see once every, but twice a month. Might be a actually, <laughs> if you go every fortnight, it's actually every two weeks, which doesn't quite match up to every month. Okay. okay. How many times a month do you do it, Switchy? Well, it, it averages uh, 2.3 times. Wow, a man. <laughs> He's turned British to him, JJ. <laughs> I haven't turned British. Uh -huh, you have? Uh, so all my, all hell, my thermometers in my house say Fahrenheit. Yeah, and, okay. uh, they say you know, that, that to you? 24-hour time around here everywhere. Really, yeah? yeah? Greenwich Village? Oh, stupid. No, Greenwich time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really? The same up in Scandinavia, but that makes sense way up there. On that note, why don't we say, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And this is Mac Money for the entire gang. I'll see you next time. Please be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>